This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Uh, let's see, mic check, one, two, one, two. My mic sounds nice, mic check. Man, 97 was a good year for music, man. 97 was a phenomenal year for music, man. Like, it was a really cool last year, dog. I mean, we uh, there we go. Are we back? Yeah, we, we back. Live. All right, all right. Little we, air, nigga. A little we, quick punch. Move. Let me move the uh, mouse. That was one of them Floyd punches. <laughs> <laughs> Shit hit you for you know. Where the uh, where the music joint at? I mean, you know, got it. We got a legend that came home. <laughs> you know, so it's only right that we do it. It's only right that I we do know, it. I think I know where you're going with this. You know where I'm headed. There we go. Southwest T in this bitch. Uh. Welcome home, Southwest T. Woo! One Nation. Hey, man. Welcome home, Southwest T, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 97 of This Week in Culture. I am your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. Uh, West West Ant. And I got my nigga with me, Jay. What up, though? What up, though? <laughs> West West. <laughs> what up, though? Jay Johnson, a.k.a. The Corona King. Uh, for <laughs> two different reasons, um, we back. What's up, hey man? And this week in culture, we review episode four of season four of Insecure. But before we get into that, we got a whole bunch of shit we're gonna talk about in the culture, man. We're gonna talk about uh, shit, COVID. Give our our weekly updates, man. We're gonna talk about why the podcast coming to y'all a little bit later. I'll let y'all in on on my personals just to get you niggas to stop DMing me about silly shit. Um, and we gonna also talk about, uh, we got some serious shit to get into. My man, Ahmad Arbery down in Georgia, uh, the young man that got shot back in February. Uh, it's a lot going on with that case now that should have been going on two months ago, but we here and we gonna discuss it. And then we gonna get into that episode. We also got a Blackberry letter for him. Hmm. So this, this gonna be a live episode, man. I want y'all to strap in. Y'all gonna be here with us for a minute, man. I. Shit, man. First, let's jump into the obvious. We're a little late, if y'all ain't noticed. A little late, but never missing, man. We always going to show up. I had some real big scares over the weekend, man, for y'all that don't know. A couple weeks ago, my grandmother passed from COVID, uh, or complications of COVID, rather. And then this past weekend, my mom called me about 5 o'clock, 4.30 Sunday morning, and uh, told me she had to call the paramedics for my dad. He was breathing crazy, had a high temperature, um, chills. He was shivering, man. And uh, so I rushed home, you know, rushed over to the crib and uh, pulled up on him. Paramedics were gone by the time I got there. And I'm like, damn, they ain't admit him or nothing? Like, what's going on? Well, she was like, yeah, I given him Tylenol for the fever. She was like, by the time they got here, his breathing was, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it had been. And she was like, they hit him with a little bit of oxygen and, Told her keep giving them Tylenol, and they said, "Yo, we got to get fuck on, man. Because if it ain't, if you don't look like for death, they not admitting you. So they was like, we can't even really do nothing, and he probably better off at home. 
So we was like, all right. So we waited on uh, 8 a.m. rolled around. We took them to get a COVID test. They wouldn't let me and my mom. My mom's already tested. She tested because somebody she worked with uh, at her hospital had it. So she was able to get tested and she tested negative. They wouldn't let me do nothing. Uh, because I wasn't showing any symptoms. They barely let my dad test. We had to like beg them saying like, yo, it wasn't but four hours ago. This nigga was wheezing up a storm. He couldn't breathe. Nigga like test him. So they tested him. Uh, fortunately, the, the test came back negative, but he still got some issues going on. So uh, right before I came up here, actually, my mother and I took him to ER. Um, he did some blood work Monday, got the results. Uh, it was positive possible bacterial infection but they don't know what's causing it where it's coming from so had to take him to er get him admitted so he up there now uh fortunately the hospital he had has a separate er wing that ain't got no covid patients no covid nurses no covid doctors um so everybody over there should be clean man and uh we hoping that it's just a quick overnight in and out we can get him back to the crib but needless to say been a stressful last week for you boy um I ain't really, uh, I don't know, I'm in a mood, and when we when we get to talking about certain shit, y'all might notice I'm a little bit angrier and a little bit hyper than normal, but uh, nevertheless, man, appreciate all the, all the comforting words, words of advice, prayers, all that um, from everybody who reached out. Uh, keep praying, you know, get my pops back. Like I said, hopefully it's just a quick in and out overnight, and it ain't nothing crazy, but fortunately, the last two nights he slept, just took a Tylenol, went to bed. He ain't had no fever. It's good. He ain't had no chills. He ain't had no uh, no issues breathing, man. But that was one of the scary. I've seen my dad die like directly. Like I've been there almost, I think three or four times. I've been right there, like seen it, seen blood, seen this, seen that. This was probably the scariest shit I've ever seen, man. Uh, it, listening to him breathe because what happened Sunday morning happened again early Monday morning. Um. Listen to him breathe. It sounded like somebody drowning with no water. It was just like he was gasping for air that wasn't there, bro. I've definitely heard that sound. Yeah, before. man. And uh, it, it it was just if you've ever been around someone who died, you know, hearing them last breaths is that should have stick with you, man. And uh, we was there. We was there Sunday and Monday, man. So again, appreciate the prayers, appreciate the love. Uh, keep praying. I'll I'll update everybody. When he good and he back home and he straight, man. But scary ass week for your boy, man. I can imagine. Real, man. real, real fucking scary. But uh, we here, we rocking and rolling. I feel good. I feel healthy. How you feeling, man? Um, every day above ground is a blessing. Facts. You feel me? Facts. So um, that's what it is. I mean, since our last time we recorded, I did go to a, uh, a viewing and a funeral. Um, yeah, had to. Our, the services were. Physically held, but we joined via Zoom because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of so you could do yeah yeah so that's I think that's what's really fucking this time up too is not only are you know it's so much going on in general with relation to the virus and the deaths behind it but you're unable to console people in the way that you normally might man and and you're unable to be consoled in the way that you normally might, like my man. cousin came up she stays in Chicago um, my ex wife. Um, who stays in Florida was here and I haven't seen them physically in such a long time and we going through all this uh, my other cousin he's on FaceTime or yeah. he's on because he, he can't fly from San Antonio he wasn't flying from San Antonio Yeah. Um, and like I couldn't even hug them man Yeah. like I haven't seen you in X amount of years and we literally standing across the, the, the seven eight feet of each other with our arms open like yeah. doing these Yeah. so it's like 
I'm I'm over. I'm like I don't know. I got a couple of thoughts and feelings. Yeah, yeah. And I'll just say this. Yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, I don't know how you want to do it. We are gonna have to deal with the fact that whenever outside opens up, it's gonna be some more cases. Oh, facts. Like one hundred percent. Like it don't matter when it happened. It don't matter if it's on the fourth, on the eighteenth, on the twenty eighth. Whenever it happens, it's gonna happen. So prepare for it. Yep. There's no cure walking through the door in the next thirty days or Mm-mm. by the end of the year. Mm-mm. To your point, while you were just speaking. You can't even get a test. Mm-mm. Let's say a cure came out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking it. But let's say one came out. Nigga, if you can't even get tested for the shit, what make you think you're going to get a fucking cure? Um, but like this don't, like this me talking, It this is not no, it's, I don't have an explanation or a solution because uh-huh. ain't shit that we can do about it. Nah. Like, and no matter how much I want y'all or I want to stay in the house, niggas can't stay in the house forever. Nope. So you actually, we actually all have to prepare for some hard times. Niggas can't stay in the house forever and they won't. We just saw that last weekend. It touched 80 degrees in Michigan and niggas lost their motherfucking mind last weekend, dog. They went crazy. The owl looked like 2001 down there, bro. Like, what they doing, dog? And then I had a couple people who I hit directly like, yo, I seen you. I seen you and you was out there bugging and niggas was hitting me back with they with they spiel. Oh, I, we was social distancing. We had on mask. I said, I saw you without a mask. That's why I'm hitting you. I'm not hitting you because you was down there with a mask. I saw you without one and you was close to a nigga. So I need y'all to be just a little. I, I get it. dog. I get it. I know that people are antsy right now. They impatient. They seeing other cities and states open up and they like, well, what's going on with Michigan? I get it. I understand, dog. But. Because this shit has already impacted me directly. Because y'all, because you saw a post that you posted the, uh-huh. earlier today. What what was it? Hold on, hold on. Essentially, like y'all, y'all acting and moving like y'all ain't lost nobody to this shit. Fan, and my, I can tell. My homegirl posted that shit. Uh, shout out to Britt. What up though? Um, yeah, she. Oh, that was on my Facebook. Okay, yeah, she posted. Uh, some of y'all haven't lost anyone you know personally to COVID nineteen, and it shows. And I post, I reposted it, but I said I ain't in a good enough space emotionally to argue and debate with y'all. Because I know how niggas is going to get. But I've been seeing niggas talking so greasy, dog. And I'm just like, at the end of all that shit niggas is talking, what are you doing? You in the fucking house. You ain't out here, nigga. You ain't violating orders and all. You talking crazy and trying to incite a riot. And the whole time you doing it from the crib. Same as me, nigga. Niggas is, oh, y'all scared? Just say you scared. I seen a chick post the other day. I had to unfollow Shorty. I don't know her no way, so it ain't moved me. One of them little old-ass bras that follow you on Facebook and shit. Uh, she say, um, I wish they would just let the people who are scared say they scared so they can stay in the house. Let the rest of us out. I fear no one but God. I said, ma'am, you don't realize God... All right, I ain't even getting it into because you sound so dumb. So like, I don't under, I don't think people understand when they say only person I fear. Like, you know how fucking scary that is. You know what God to do? <laughs> like, but, like, fam, you should only fear God. No, no, no not no. even. It's a lot of shit out here that's worth being no, no, scared no. of. But here's what I'm saying. Fucking hornets that's talking about. God made man. <laughs> God made all this craziness that's happening in the world. So you fearing God, tell me you fear man. That tell me you fear this disease. You fear the murder hornets. Nigga, they calling them murder hornets. 
Like, you ever been bit by a murder hornet, nigga? Stung by a murder? Fam, it's a murder hornet. I don't never want y'all to name no shit a murder hornet. Because <laughs> I'm you, scared of meeting. Do you go to the murder Mac? Fam. Well, don't fuck with the murder hornet. Fam, I ain't been to the murder Mac since probably 11th grade. Oh, man. And back then... I don't even think it had a name yet. <laughs> it was just you knew not to go up there. McDonald's. But I really needed some nuggets and fries, nigga, <laughs> and a high C orange. So yeah, man, this COVID shit, it's um, it's impacting us. Me and Jay talk about it a week, but it continues to happen. Every time we come up here, it seemed like it's getting closer and closer to home and it's it's touching um us a little closer, pause, and it's touching people we know uh directly, man. And it's just it's really been it's just been a struggle, and I get that people are tired of being in the house. I get that they fed up, uh, but y'all got to, man, Atlanta, or I'm sorry, Georgia, and also Texas, specifically Atlanta and Dallas, respectively, had their highest number of cases the weekends they opened up. Like, come on, bro. See, this is the catch-22 with come that on, shit, dog. Uh, because whenever the fuck y'all open up, that shit's It's going to spike. It's going to spike. But that's what I don't get about why they open up. Like the Georgia uh, governor literally said, I'd rather open up and see who gets sick and then move them into the hospitals than stay closed. I mean, I get it. I don't think that's the best way to go about it. But I mean, I get it. But I mean, Georgia opening up is more of a financial play. Facts. Because honestly, I think all of this shit is. And financial, not is that so that we can make money, mm-hmm. but so I don't have to legally pay you money. Yeah. You're I don't not, want my state to keep paying unemployment. Yeah, like you're not in a disaster area. And yeah. now you can't tap into federal funds because your particular state emergency is disaster joint yeah. is over with. Yeah. Um, so pay your own people unemployment. Yeah. Pay your, you know what I'm saying? See, Michigan and New York can extend this shit. Louisiana might be able to extend their shit. California, for a while, could have extended their shit. But now, it's over. So now it's going to come out of non-emergency funds, and that therefore, granted, that's state shit. I ain't got no emergency funds yet, but hey, man, that's a whole other hey, thing. So. Um, yeah, man. Did you know that with the uh, the stimulus checks they were giving out, veterans and people with social security or who receive social security were the two most likely to not have received their checks that first round. Like they was literally like holding them off just cause it's like, mm, y'all already get money from the state. We'll wait. We'll wait. They got their shit on that second round. Like dog veterans and fucking social security, old people. Well, they figured like y'all, <laughs> y'all ain't actually lost nothing. Man. And these people are, are trying to replace funds that they haven't come in. Y'all getting y'all saying y'all nothing changed for y'all. Man. Essentially. It's a wild country, dog. Yeah. It's a fucking movie or a documentary on uh, Netflix called Wild Wild Country, nigga. And I, I think they need to do part two on current America, nigga, because it's I scary, drove, dog. I drove past uh, Lou's Deli on Six Mile on Saturday night. Oh. That every single parking spot in that bitch was full. Yeah. It would look, it looked like, um, it looked like, um, Workers parking lot. <laughs> oh, old school Jefferson. It looked like Workers parking lot on a Friday night. So when I leave here, I always take Greenfield straight up to 8 Mile. Yeah. Last week when we recorded, Lou's on fucking 9 Mile was thick. And I'm like, bruh, y'all niggas is, all right, dog. <laughs> like, I don't know what else needs to be said, man. And I could tell you what Lou's Deli ain't doing is doing curbside, nigga. You going to come in there and order and you going to wait in there. Or you gonna go back in your car and then go back in there. So you just traveling all over with the Roni, dog. Like, hey, this is a wild world we live in, man. 
Y'all niggas be safe and stay home. That's all I got on it. And uh, hold up, hold up. I got something else. Oh, man, I want to stick on serious shit. Let's talk about uh, Amaya Arbery for a minute. Uh, I want to get into that. Uh, so for those who aren't in the know, Ahmad Arbery, or Arbery, pardon me, um, is a young man who lived in Brunswick, Georgia. He was killed back in February, February 26th of this year. So, yes, two and a half months ago, he was jogging through his neighborhood. And two white men, uh, one of them who used to be, I think, a sheriff or something. And they, he used to be a police officer. Yeah, yeah, he was a cop for show. But uh, our, two white men approached him in a pickup truck. They claimed to have thought he was a part of a robbery. He wasn't. Or a burglary. Pardon me. He wasn't. Uh, he was just jogging through the neighborhood. But they ran up on him. They had guns drawn. One of them had a hand joint, little six-shooter. The other one had a rifle or a shotgun. Couldn't really tell. Looked like a shotty maybe. But they approached him. They argued with him while he was jogging. They shot him. Simple as that. Shot him three times, close range, with the shotgun. Um. So as he was jogging... uh. They cut him off. Yeah, in a pickup truck. And he tried to go the other direction. Yeah. Go like around the truck. He went around. He did go around the truck to the front. And, and they, they was like right there when he came around. And so, and then uh, these white devils uh, say they, that he attacked them. Um, like, you came at me with a gun. You're out of your truck. I literally can't attack you if you're not outside of your truck approaching me with a weapon. Like so, at this particular point, now I'm fighting for my life. So, and still trying to flee. Yeah. Um, it's Trayvon Martin with two people instead of one George Zimmerman. It's two Zimmermans in this. And this one, luckily, is on video. Luckily, um, I don't know who recorded that video. I've seen different shit. Uh, I saw. One person saying it's someone who lived in the neighborhood who saw them following him yeah, and decided like, to follow them. Yeah, because he was like the the video, the angle I saw yeah. was out of a car windshield. Yeah, like yeah, you can yeah. see yeah. him follow. Like, yeah, but then I saw that it's a third accomplice who was just with them and trying to make sure he didn't come back the other way. Mm. But if that was the case, I'm wondering why you would be recording that. Because in their white devil mind. They want to see this again. Look at us kill a nigger. No, no, no. They think they right. Oh, thinking he was really coming from a burglary. Or yeah, shit. like yeah, they yeah, think yeah. they right. Yeah. Like that, that, that be the yeah. issue. Yeah. It's not like, um. So when we get upset at these situations, yeah, I'm not questioning whether you thought what you thought. Yeah, I'm angry that you thought it. Yeah, because your reason for thinking it is simply seeing a black man running. That's the that's the your anger. reason for thinking Trayvon was involved in burglarizing because George Zimmerman had the extra angle of it's been a lot of break-ins recently in this uh, subdivision. Uh, this the, so I just heard about this shit this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mo sent it to me, mm-hmm. um, and I just read Mo, what the, up? Uh, read the article, and I'm I'm like, they say um, a dad or a such yeah. and such. Um, I see a black guy running down the street. I think that's the guy that's been breaking in houses. Yeah. And then they grab guns, they get in the pickup truck, and they go chase him down. went hunting. Who the fuck y'all think y'all are? They went hunting. Uh, and what's crazy, so I know a lot of people going here, wait, this happened in, in February, two and a half months ago? So they said that when they called uh, Ahmad Arbery's mother, the police told her that they literally said your son was involved in a burglary. Yeah. 
I read that. They said it matter-of-factly. Like, yeah, he was involved in a burglary, and unfortunately he got into a scuffle, uh, and he ended up getting shot. And they closed that, and they said that's it. And she like, fam, my son just left here to go jogging. The fuck is you talking about? And it took for the Sean Kings and the Lee Merritts and the uh, Mark Lamont Hills and all of them to start getting behind this shit um, to really start getting a case, like, investigated. Y'all niggas just had a black man murdered and was like, oh, burglary. Y'all took the word of the two racist-ass dudes who did it and was just like, oh, burglary, all right, cool. I read the article. Yeah. Uh, I, I just probably was like Monday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I'm like, dog, this is just, I, I was angry, of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so then yesterday, Natural. somebody sent like a Facebook link to the actual video. Yeah. And I didn't know what that was. I just watched it. I'm like, yeah. dog, this look like, I'm like, oh, shit. Put it together. Yeah. And when I'm like, this is what happened? Yeah. Like, this not There's right. There's no explaining that, bro. There's no explaining that. And, and then, um, like, so what it looks like is while he arguing or or, or, or tussling because uh, the son is out the car the and he truck, he, yeah. chuck, he like they fight, he fighting for yeah. his life and trying to get, flee away. Yeah. So dad looks up, see my man fighting with his son and shoots he, him. Yeah. And then you can tell he gets shot. And as he walking away or running away, he gets shot again. And then he runs off and then he just collapsed. I'm like, dog. Dog, they told his mom that he got shot twice. The police said this to his mom. He was shot twice. The coroner said, nigga, he got shot three times. He got shot every fucking time while he was wrestling with dog. Like, every gunshot you hear in that video hit him. Nigga. They literally lied to his mom, dog. And then um, they said that the... Uh, this just is, this is cold-blooded murder. They said the... Uh, I think they said Georgia State Police or whatever, uh, Brunswick Police, they reported that um, those two men were right under the citizen's arrest laws in Georgia. These motherfuckers is trying to do citizen's they arrest. They said they were trying to make a citizen's arrest on a burglary. And he what fought got, back. What got stole? What was the what was the items at? What got broken into? What did he burglarize? Fuck if he stole something. Where was he? Where did he break into? And who are you to say it was a crime? Because so this is what I would have did, right? Uh, so fuck it. We want to go that route. Okay, I'm pulling up. I see that happen. That looks like a crime to me. I'm about to arrest y'all. And since y'all got guns, I fear for my life, and I shoot the fuck out of both of y'all. And it was a hey, it was a citizen arrest going wrong. Hey, because I thought that was a crime. Like, who the fuck is you to say I thought this was a crime? Oh, not did you go? To, no, man. So this is the fucked up part about it. The father in this case, former officer, former sheriff, whatever he was, um, and in the Trayvon case, George Zimmerman tried to be a cop a million times. Was the head of the fucking uh local neighborhood watch. neighborhood watch. You got these niggas who know the laws of the cities and states that they live in. And because they know them, they know how they could take advantage of them. They know how they could flip them. George Zimmerman said he literally was told, yo, don't approach that young man. We got we got units on the way. Like, sit back. We appreciate you calling. And what do you do? Approach that young man. The audacity of a motherfucker to see you jogging past. See you living your life. You ain't doing shit. Look out the window. See you jogging. Yo, that must be the man that was breaking in houses. How? And he all take guns and go like, did you want to call the police? Why I'm going to do that? I can make citizens arrest. Uh, citizens arrest. Like, man, I've been seeing so much shit this week, man, with uh, police, dog, with whole ass devils. Oh, they wilding. We going to get into New York. And um, like 
beating up men, beating Jersey, up women, hey. spray paint, Mason. And while it's happening, like it's just a group of people just watching this shit, mm-hmm. right? Now, I'm going to say some controversial shit right now, mm-hmm. um, but this how I just be feeling. Oh, I got and, some controversy coming. And like, I would not be mad if while this devil of a police officer is beating the shit out of a, of a woman or a man for no reason in front of you, if somebody shot the nigga in the face and moved the fuck on, like I wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Like I would watch that shit and then see what else is popping on the ground. Go on about your day. Because like when Go you being a devil, day. that don't got nothing to do with skin color. Mm-hmm. Like when you being a devil and harassing people, like I don't care what happens to you. Dog that beat up my man in New York in that first video was Hispanic. He yeah. was a Hispanic cop. Like, this ain't about skin color, nigga. You He's black and devil. brown. You was a motherfucking fool, dog. Like, it's 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 to the point, man, that like Jay just said, you wouldn't be mad if niggas really did just say, fuck it, I'm a wall out, nigga. Cause they over here doing us dirty. Cause I, at some point, right, and I'm not advocating for this. Uh-uh. But like at some point, it got to be a consequence for your actions, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, every time we come over here, good, bad, or indifferent, and arrest somebody, niggas bust shots back at us, though. Whatever the, whatever the mm-hmm. situation is, like, mm-hmm. though, they got to be a consequence for you to think twice, like, yo, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah. Clearly, just John dropping shit on social media and getting Lee Merritt to yeah. come to, that shit ain't working. That I don't shit even know. is the after. I, I don't even, has he won any of these cases? He got the shit with uh, Botham Jean. Down in Texas, um, and he went. Lee Mary be getting busy. Sean King, like I'm not, not yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying like yeah, that, yeah. but like, fam, he the only one. Yeah, man. like how many? How, he he, he takes a lot of shit. He got to be stretched pretty thin. Oh, you would imagine. You would imagine so. Um, here's who I do want to talk to, man. To stay on the uh, the controversial part of it. So today, uh, protesters marched and set up shop right in front of the homes of the two men that shot Ahmad Arbery. Oh, good job. Yeah, they 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 picketed dead in front of their crib. Um I should I, I should go out there and protest with my fucking rifle. Man, might as well. You see that's clean. Ain't nobody able to do nothing about that. Open carry state, get busy. Um so they protested in front of their crib. A lot of his friends and family were there too. And uh I was looking at the video of them protesting on Sean King's Instagram. I ain't like what I was seeing in the comments. You got to be, you follow Sean King? Mm-hmm. I can't do it. Yeah, you, yeah. Got, you got to be wild to follow Sean King. You got to yeah. have a, like, I used to follow him on Twitter. Like, yeah. I can't take that much murder of yeah. black people yeah. all day, every day. That's all he posts But all here's day. the fucked up part, though. Because, yeah, it fucks with my psyche, seeing that much. But so much of it, I literally would not hear about if I didn't follow that man. Yeah. Like, it, it's kind of wild, like the, the, uh, catch 22 of it is if i didn't follow it i wouldn't hear about shit if it don't make it national i don't follow him on the ground yeah that's um, where i follow my own you know i, I stop following on twitter yeah. um one because it's, it's always some weird shit going yeah. on with him yeah, yeah yeah his background ain't um, always the cleanest but, but like then i be wondering like well it seemed like i don't like the fact that i can at any particular day i can go ahead and go on the internet and see a black man dying yeah so much so that it's become normal, right? And it could be a brand new case. Like it ain't got you ain't got to go in the archives, yeah. nigga. This could be some shit that just happened. Yeah, yeah. like the, the 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 pathology that of black men dying. Like we see that shit played out so all to, like so much, right? Yeah. So like I don't like the fact that 
on a I don't know what the fuck Sean King is, by the way. Um, but on on his page, like I don't know if I want to keep sharing that shit. Like yeah. it's a negative energy. Like it's an old saying, like, yo, um, why would you somebody shot some arrows and missed me? Mm-hmm. Why would you pick those arrows up and poke and stick them in my back? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like when we be thinking that like, yo, I'm about to retweet this racist white person who did some fucked up shit uh, and call this person Sally, Jane, whatever the names that we give them, right? Yeah, the Karens and yeah, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so I can get this out there. It's like, fam, wouldn't nobody had known that shit happened? Like, you, yeah. you doing the devil. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing the devil's work. By when, keeping it going. By keeping it going mm-hmm. and bringing that, that negative energy to somebody who would have never known that shit happened. And you it's know like, what's fucked up, though? In this day and age of social media, dog, I literally don't think it's nothing that you could stop from getting out if somebody wanted out. Like, whether it reaches, like, a level of national and international, like, viral acclaim, that's one thing. But, like, just hitting the web and possibly reaching your network, I don't think it's shit you could stop no more, dog. Like, if that shit is recorded, screenshot, any of that, it's out there. If it's deleted, it could come back. Like anything, niggas brought up, I just saw a video the other day, they brought up a video of uh, Tyra Banks on Top Model from like 2005 or some shit, talking to one of the models about her gap. She was wild. She was going off for sure, but then somebody in the comments to that made sense. They was like, yo, as fucked up as this sounds, she probably telling her verbatim exactly what she was told when she was out here modeling, like... This ain't even about no black shit. This the mod- the modeling industry is fucked up, nigga. They promote uh body shaming and all that bullshit. And I'm like, damn, man, that is true. I saw that shit, man. That shit was kind of wild. She was wilding, like, cause they like it wasn't just saying like, yo, yeah, yeah, not you got fucked up, yeah. This is like she was wilding. They made fun of her, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They was like, yo, this 20 years ago, don't say nothing about that because it's been 20 years. Yeah, eh, we want an apology from Joe Biden right now, right? Wasn't that 25 years ago when he did the crime bill? Because the, 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 the mode of thinking is because times were different 20 years ago, that was acceptable mm-hmm. for her to harass. And that's what was going on mm-hmm. in that time frame. Well, if we're going to keep that same logic, well, Joe Biden, back in the 94 crime bill, when uh, our communities was literally begging, wanting our neighborhoods back for tougher crime laws. And I gave you all tougher crime laws, which was fucked up. Mm-hmm. But we begged for it. And now, 25 years later, you want an apology. Well, if we're going to use that same logic as, well, times were different back then and the climate was different. Well, back in 94 and the late 80s, early 90s, like times were different. But see, here's what here's what the flawed part of all that is. What's the the time limit or the fucking statute of limitations on some shit you said versus some shit you did? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to an apology, because... Tyra said some shit 20 years ago that was foul. It's foul 20 years later. Like, if it she is. said it right now, it's still foul. And what's so fucking... So, like, I made this argument earlier today, and I was going back and forth with somebody. I was like, but that's different. I'm like, well, I don't know that it's different. Well, well let me rephrase. It is different. Yeah, yeah. Right. Facts. However, a person's self-esteem, oh, that fucks with somebody for mm-hmm. generations as well. Because mm-hmm. if you got fucked up self-esteem... Um, that may carry with you for a long time because the original person who posted it was like, mm-hmm. yo, at some point we we should address, like, not to get her canceled, whatever, yeah. but like, I was pretty fucked up by this because I had a gap mm-hmm. 20 years ago and this shit made me feel like shit. So then I have a, if I have a child 
and I got a fucked up image of myself, and then that shit trans like mm-hmm. so like I don't want everybody just to brush that shit away. Nobody wanted to be canceled yeah, or whatever, yeah. but like But the, that's the issue though. We live in cancel culture. Like But the idea that because it was twenty years ago, that shit don't count yeah, no yeah, more. Yeah. Like Yeah, now, that's that's a loose argument right there. Now I can say, yo, twenty years ago, I was on some wild shit. Right. And that shit was fucked up. And me as the head of this show and everything like that, and I got some poor, I should actually be trying to change culture mm-hmm. and not just join it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you know what? I I wish I would have handled that differently. Boom. Yeah, boom, you done. We would here's the fucked up part though a nigga could say something like i wish i'd have handled that differently or hey i said that back then but it was in a different context right you know and if i offended anybody my bad i i wasn't trying to you could say that but then they might kevin hurt you you know what i'm saying where your apology don't damn hold no do, weight it's a, so it's fucked up either way man and i i feel like it's a certain point where with this era of social media that we in, like you really can't get away from your demons, no matter how small, no matter how large, no matter how impactful they were back then. Cause a nigga might be like, like, yo, me and Jay, me and Jay, uh, Detroit famous right now. You know what I'm saying? We famous over in uh, London and shit right now, whatever areas niggas listen to the pod, they might know me and Jay Cool. When we blow this shit up and we fucking international, whatever the fuck we doing with this podcast, Niggas might reach back and go get a tweet from Jay in 2015, nigga. Now, somebody asked me that last week. Yeah. They said, are you, um, do you have any concerns yeah. about anything that you say on the podcast um, coming back and come back in the future? And I'm like, yeah. well, shit, I've been doing, I've been podcasting yeah. since 2016. Yeah. Like, I didn't said a lot of shit. <laughs> 207 episodes of Shop Talk, Facts. 97 episodes of this. I didn't said a lot of shit. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nigga, I, I, I know what? you know this. People hit you and say something about the pod, and you don't even remember saying that shit, dog. Nigga, when they was like, nigga, <laughs> I can't believe you said that shit this way. I'm like, what I say? Because <laughs> I don't know. What I say? Nigga, we pod for three hours every week. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. Fam. Another hour and a half to two hours. Also. Like, I got five hours of recorded content every week. I ain't going to lie. At least on between these two podcasts, not to mention... What the fuck did I miss? Yeah. Uh, fam. Uh, like, come on, fam. Fam, uh, people, my cousin, my my girl, it's people who listen to the pod who literally hit me like the day we record or the day we post the pod. And I'll be like, dog, I can't believe you said that. And I'll be like, I what said I that? Say? No, they'll tell me specifically what I said. And I'll be like, what was we talking about? <laughs> Word. And that shit comes out the day after we record and I don't be Thanks. remembering. So... It's it's rough. So when they asked them, the way I was like, well, to an extent, I don't I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Because like at some point, I do want to run for some some local uh local office political and office shit. and yeah. shit, right? But I'm gonna stand by what whatever I say. If it's fucked up, I'm gonna be like, yo, that shit was fucked up. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking at that time. Uh, but I'm sorry, and yeah. I won't never say that shit again. <laughs> and I do not hold those same beliefs no more. Whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like. Um, uh, it ain't if I say some wild shit. Yeah. Now, granted, I mean, I don't ever get up here and lie, but you know, you might throw some. You might 
he may throw a little bit of sauce on it. Like, yeah, every, yeah. every time, every time, every single thing, every time we say something or the this may be the opinion that we take, but we throw some sauce on yeah, that shit. Facts. It's, facts. It's a little entertainment. I'm finna throw some sauce on some shit in a minute. <laughs> it's entertaining. Let niggas know right now. Um, so don't take it literal, but like yeah, the core. It, it's hard to say, especially what we do. And don't get me wrong, nigga. Outside of this podcast, I used to wild on the gram, nigga. I used to bug out on the gram. I, I knew you from the gram. <laughs> yeah. like, let me bring this nigga on the shop. Dog, that's time. literally how we connected because I was a wild boy. And knowing me personally now, I still wild, but we keep it out of the public now. You know what I'm saying? Thank God for stories. Boy, thank God for stories, man. And uh, I, I know that this shit out there between the gram, between old Facebook, shit, current Facebook, I still might wild out, but I... Uh, I know it's some shit out there that, you know, depending on the levels that we reach with this podcast and with other ventures that we got going on, niggas might start throwing shit out there. Yo, but it's literally back to my point. There's nothing you can do. You can't stop it. You can't prevent it. You can't erase it. You literally can't delete a tweet. nigga. Hey man, I'm just going to tweet through it, dog. You got to. I mean, I do got something set up to delete my tweets every 14 days. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> but where do we go? Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm hot, how deleted is the delete. Fam, it's an, I just was telling my girl a story the other day. Uh, I ain't going to tell niggas how we got here, but Jamie Foxx's first CD when I was in college was about to come out in a week. It was literally seven back when CDs dropped on Tuesdays. Yes. This was a Tuesday evening. I was at my nigga crib. My nigga. Tuesday releases. I loved Tuesday releases. My homeboy, who crib we was at, was a fucking computer engineer. This nigga is a dark web master. That nigga downloaded and burned Jamie Foxx's CD a week before it dropped, nigga. I don't know where in the internet he found it. But he went deep in there and found that shit. This wasn't a leak. It wasn't a. It was a. Oh, y'all want to hear that shit? Went in his room, boop, doop, 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 type, type, type. Came out with seven copies of that nigga CD, dog. And I said, hey, yo, the internet wild. And I was a pirate, nigga. I, I ain't pay for shit. It's a wild place. But I found it when it came out, nigga. I was finding it to burn after the release. I ain't know where it was at before it even touched the street. So the internet is wild. You can't get away from shit. Even if you delete it, somebody can find it if they want to. Uh, But let me talk to a couple niggas real quick, man. It's just a brief conversation. So... Back to uh, Ahmad Arbery. Rest in peace to the young man, by the way. Um, the whole reason this even came out is because his mom said she felt like justice wasn't being served because of COVID. Uh, nobody's investigating. Police are very limited right now. Um, couldn't even have a proper funeral, like all of that shit yeah. because of COVID. So somebody in the comments on the video of protesters at the uh the murderer's house the mm -hmm. white devil's house somebody in the comments it was actually two comments that stood out to me that made me kind of pissed off one of them said here y'all go marching again wish we had more malcolms than martins what you niggas is gonna do is stop fucking talking crazy about martin i'm gonna say it right now nigga i get they had two completely different ideologies but don't get it twisted but did they though? but did they though and that's where I'm headed, nigga. Because here's what I don't want y'all to get twisted. Y'all niggas ain't neither. You ain't Martin or Malcolm if you sitting on a computer talking about wish we had something. What you doing, nigga? You typing. Them niggas was on the front lines. Sorry. Whether Martin was more peaceful than Malcolm was. But like, who, nigga, gave, us, who gave us that narrative? I don't know. Because Martin was literally getting beat the fuck up and tossed in jail every other day. And Martin and was fighting with them niggas. <laughs> like, and Martin rode with some guns too, by Ma the way. Martin was bucking with niggas. Like, why don't nobody understand that? I don't know if y'all know that, but like, Martin had the guns with him too. 
Martin told y'all don't go out there and incite. He never said if they fuck with you, don't bust they ass, nigga. Because he was prepared to bust they ass at all times. I don't know. This is a nigga from Atlanta. <laughs> what y'all thought Martin was doing, dog? So I do. I, y'all know Malcolm. My, yeah, yeah. My, my affinity for yo, Malcolm. Your favorite. Right. Yeah. Where the news clipping of, of of the nation getting getting down with the police? Man. Man. Like, when did they do that shit? Cause I heard a lot of words, I heard a lot of niggas talk. Because like that's damn near what got him killed. Cause he got tired of like talking tough, and when it was time to do something, Elijah wouldn't let him do nothing. And he was like, "Hold the fuck because up!" Because we're working with these niggas. The nation was working with them, police. I and can't I, let y'all fight. And I got the actual army, though. Yeah, y'all taught me the karate shit, the hand to hand. Y'all got it, so I'm sure it went down. In the neighborhood, yeah. but like not a, a concentrated effort against the police. Yeah. Now, if you want to do some Black Panther shit, because I think that's what y'all more or less are 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 referencing. Yeah. Uh, but them was really the police pulling up and killing all of them. And here's my thing about the Panthers, dog. Again, these niggas in the comments, these social media activists, y'all ain't them neither. Y'all niggas got black leather coats, but where your Huey at, nigga? You won't support New Era Detroit, fam. New Era Detroit is literally. Oh, shout out to uh, Governor Whitmer for giving her buff money that you dumbass niggas raised to New Era Detroit. I want to throw that out there. Appreciate that. Or at least that's what I read. I don't know the validity behind it. I hope that that was valid. So what what happened is my man uh, initially did it as a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. G Mac um, Cash or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it as a joke, but he was like, wait a minute. I guess I should do it for real because somebody else is going to do it and yeah. like take the money. Yeah. So he did raise the money. They shut the shit down like 2900 Yeah. And he reached, went to Hutch, and Hutch yeah. actually yeah. got the Gave gra- him the buffs. Gave him the buffs. But the governor can't accept gifts. Yeah. Can't so do that. So t- he gave him back. Yeah. And he said he's going to take the money and give it to New Era New Detroit. Detroit. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. But, and I, it's that's funny. What dog, that's what Dog did. I wrote that in one of the comments on the gram under the uh, when they first had the um, GoFundMe posted. I said, yo, y'all know she won't be able to actually take buffs, right? Like she can't accept any of this shit. You niggas aren't y'all are normal and shit. Some of y'all ain't even normal constituents. Nigga, like you, she can't accept fucking glasses from y'all, dog. It, it can't happen. But niggas was arguing. Oh, nigga, you a fucking kill joy, dog. You I'm like, bro, I'm trying to school you. All right. It's, they just did this shit for fun. Shit yeah, and giggles. Man. I don't like people. I, thought, I, I saw some think pieces and shit about that. I'm like, look. Yeah, bro, no, niggas got a lot deeper with it. Don't nobody really like y'all saying she ain't did nothing for Flint. I'm like, technically go check her record. And she been and I'm, she wasn't the governor that committed the crime in Nick, Flint. Her plan, that shit about to be done in July, though. Yeah. Like, over 10,000, like, whatever. Just go, yeah, check, go, I, go check her I was up. literally talking about that last night. Like, uh, uh, what the fuck y'all want her to do that she's not currently doing? Because like she, she wasn't the one who did it. Yeah, like She really kind of been fixing that shit. Like, the one who <laughs> fucked it up is the one y'all need to be mad at, nigga. But I right, whatever. According to the, some articles that I read online. Yeah, like, yeah. Granted, I don't live there. Um, yeah, and if you went Flint and yo, shit's still fucked up past July, let us know, nigga. I know a lot of people in Flint, they said they good. I don't even want to Flint on my shit list <laughs> right now anyway. That you read about that shit, dog at the family dollar that got killed. Come like, on, come man. on, son. Come on, son. Come on, dog. Rest in peace to that dude. I ain't even giving nah. They gets no love on this podcast. Devils. Devils, black devils. Cause oh, it's them out here too. Them three motherfuckers was devils. devils. 
But real quick, I want to get into another comment I seen that kind of pissed me off, dog. So the more Martin and Malcolm, y'all niggas need to relax because you ain't neither. I just want to point that out. I seen another comment that said, uh, I think it was on Mark Lamont Hill page. It said, I'm waiting on you or Sean King or any one of you so-called activists to step up and do something. Tired of these marches. And so I commented to the young lady. I said, so you waiting on a leader, which means you ain't ready to lead. So what the fuck is you talking about? What you want them to do? You talking greasy about, oh, she couldn't explain that. Somebody a little more civil than me asked her directly, like, what would you like Mark Lamont Hill to do? Like, you want Mark Lamont Hill, a known journalist, activist, college professor, to go out here and just shoot shit up? You got two options. You 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 100% only got two options to make anybody do anything. Uh, Money and violence. That's it. I don't think you ready to be violent. Oh, she wasn't. She waiting on leadership. So you trying to attack some financially? Eh. Well, y'all don't participate in any of the uh, even in the blackouts, and nah. we're not gonna do this nah. and not that. Like it's only two options that's ever Fair. worked in the history of any kind of war, any kind of selling anything, money and violence. That was the only that's two options. You ain't never had a motherfucker wish a nigga people free. Mm. Like, look, we just gonna mm. go in there and talk to him. We gonna talk to him real good, yeah. beg him a little bit. They gonna let yeah. all my people. No, either you gonna do something for me that works out for me financially, or I'm gonna threaten to kill you and your people. Yeah. Like, we got to come to an economic deal, or we gonna physically fight. That's it. That's how countries. That's how countries negotiate. Fam, we was on here on the Dead Presidents podcast talking about uh, the Vietnam War. Like, literally, one of the fucking strategies was to use Agent Orange over their crops so niggas couldn't eat and niggas couldn't have no resources to see, to sell or eat. You can't have no food and no food to sell, nigga. When 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 America want to do what we do, we put on we put sanctions on people. Yeah. That's money. Yeah. And it's kind of violent too depending on Oh, depending on Oh, it's very violent. America's the most violent country in the world, nigga. China might have something to say about it. But America, we up there. America, uh, China ain't never dropped no bomb on us. Hey, we top two and we not two. Nigga. <laughs> we top two and we not two. Uh, so yeah, man, y'all social media activists, dog, relax, nigga. You niggas ain't Huey, you niggas ain't Malcolm, you niggas ain't Martin, man. Calm the fuck down. Say out them comments. And if you really want to show me that you bought that life, them two white niggas that killed Ahmad Aubrey been sitting in their crib since February. They ain't went nowhere. They there. They address online. I googled it. It's the same address they marched today. So pull up, shoot them niggas, and let's go home if that's what y'all about. If not, quit typing about that shit, nigga, because I don't give a fuck. All right, uh, some other shit I wanted to address real quick. It seemed a little late, but it's still worth addressing, uh, mainly because of our audience being uh, primarily woman, female audience. Um, that shit with uh, Duce Palooza. Mm. Was you reading up on any of that shit? I did. Uh, I, I really don't necessarily want to talk about that. I really just want to talk about the fellas for a minute um and just how we be behaving so real quick summary uh one of the founders of duce palooza last week on twitter got blasted to the core for like two days straight of uh women accusing him of sexual assault and forcing himself on them and getting them drunk to have sex with him uh basically taking advantage of his position of power at that party it was a lot of accusations. That nigga was getting killed to the point that they fired him from Duce Palooza. Uh, it was some accusations that came out about another one of the founders. Um, shit got wild. Most of the stories involved him going out with women, getting them drunk, and then propositioning them, saying, yo, 
we leave this restaurant, we going back to my crib. Like, you fucking or not? If they wasn't fucking, he was trying to get them more drunk or he was dipping on them. And that was it. He left a couple women in the side of the road. Couple women said he left them at his crib on the porch. Like, nigga figured out and he took a walk. And now you can't get back in my crib and I'm gone. So bye. Uh, left a couple chicks at a restaurant. Nigga said, all right, you ain't coming back to the crib. Well, bye. And handle the bill, bitch. Like, he was wilding. He was wilding. Yes. What I want to say to the fellas, dog, no still means no. Um, If you ask a chick directly, like, if she fucking or not, and she say not, I need you to stop right there, dog. Don't get her more drunk. Don't keep feeding her liquor. Well, I think his issue was that he was stopping right there and going well, home. with a few of them. <laughs> was, but, I mean, so he, it was like half and half. It was he, half he was stopping right there. He was stopping in a very awkward... He yeah, was he was stopping a, on the <laughs> turnpike. <laughs> like he, he took that shit super That nigga literal. took it literal. Oh, no. But, you, you sure said, no, no? <laughs> fuck out of here, this. <laughs> but a lot of the other chicks said that nigga was aggressive to the point where it was like they felt like they had to fuck. Like, and it was like... Awesome, um... Newsroom shit. No, uh, 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 morning show. Morning show. Morning show. I've confused them too since morning show came out, yeah. nigga. But if you watch morning show, this literally happened on there like we several ever, times. We, we never talked. We about didn't the discuss show. it. We just talked about how dope it was and how crazy that finale was. What, we gonna talk about the. We can show. give y'all a little bit more That's morning show later. The, yeah, yeah. We, we'll, we, we we say it all the time. Hey, but no, y'all gonna just get hit with it. That Patreon coming. It's nigga. coming. Um, but yeah, man, it was a lot of chicks saying like I felt like I had to fuck them like that nigga wouldn't stop or he kept giving me liquor to the point that I lost my fucking mind. nigga. All that to say, fellas, if a chick ain't giving you no fucking energy dog and you really that pressed to fuck, don't keep asking. Don't keep getting them drunk. Don't give them no drugs. Don't kick them out the car on the turnpike. Nigga boy, New York need cars. Man, <laughs> if this shit wasn't the subway everywhere, boy, this would be a different turn. Don't nobody got fucking cars in New York. No, huh? They really this dropping be, chicks off with like no like, hope. No, no car situation was yeah. having him thriving. Oh my god, nigga. No, and y'all got no money in the checking account to catch the Uber. Like man, that. I wish New York had cars. I just want new niggas in New York and all over the world. Just let these women do what they do, man. If they if they not giving you that energy, dog, if they telling you no, if they telling you, well, this was fun, I had a good night, let them go, bro. It's too much pussy How out here that's he? available. How old uh, is he? Uh, late 20s, like 28, 29. Low-key, I, I think he might be in his 30s because Rory said he the youngest one in their whole little faction. And yeah. Rory 29, yeah. so he got to be early 30s, man. Like at some point, like, don't that shit get kind of old? I would think, right? I would think you've been playing this game with women for a long time, bro. They were saying he was like this back in college. And now you in your 30s. Come on, bro. You ain't over forcing yourself into some pussy. All right, this going this is a weird ass reference, okay? Fuck it, we uh, here. But we this here. Is, this is, we we talk about Y'all ain't going to shut us down. We talk about TV's and show. You remember the show Dinosaurs? Yep. Not the mama ass. Yeah, yeah. Man. There was an episode about Al. Mhm. Sexual Harris. <laughs> this nigga name was Al Sexual Harris. <laughs> and the whole episode was about sexual harassment, right? Yep. And like the, the, the nigga was a creepy dinosaur, dog. Like at a very young age, whenever that shit was on TV, yeah. I was maybe 10 or younger. Man. But it taught you at an early age, like the notice the creep and the notice, like, yo, 
Like that shit wrong. And then, you know, it was a little message in there, like sexual harassment wrong, the whole nine yards. Probably was the telephone number at the end of the shit. Like some of y'all niggas used to be, y'all should have been um, born in the eighties and watched a good TV show. Cause like from like, that was really impactful. I always thought like, I never want to be, that creepy dinosaur dog, and I don't even <laughs> I never want to be that creepy so dinosaur. go on if you go on YouTube and type in Al sexual Harris and dinosaurs <laughs> like that scene that, that shit comes up so y'all can see what the fuck I'm talking about but that episode is wild I but, don't understand how you even comfortable getting pussy that you had to fight your way into I'm, I got too much of an ego come bro. on bro you begging like come on dog and uh, again what I was headed to say it's actual pussy available that you can pay for with the money that you was gonna spend on dinner, bypass all that and just go get some pussy. Or like you go a, buy it. You are a, a relatively popping dude. How about you just mess with the girls who will actually want to the women mess with coming you? on to you? Cause I know throwing one of the biggest parties in the country. Fam, when, I know they coming at you. When they was here in Detroit, they was up there naked on stage. Fam. Took the titties facts. out the whole nine yards. At both of them. <laughs> at <laughs> both of them. The two that have been here in Detroit, Henny and Duce Palooza, yeah. have been here in Detroit. They was butt ass, nigga. So, like, I mean, it's not that hard, fam. Fam. And I know they wilding out everywhere they go, nigga. But at some point, that got to get older, right? I, I, you would assume. Um... And if he been doing that since college, and he, like you've always been this weird nigga, hey. like you got you got like, and he a fraternity nigga, niggas a cap. I'm like, fam, you literally just knowing how college women get at well, them. You, you you fucking up all the stereotypes for us, fam. Knowing how women get at fraternity niggas in college, knowing how women get at party event planners, club throwers, party promoters, da da da. Nigga, the pussy is available to you without having to fight it. You don't have to fight for the pussy, bro. You can get it. I know it's coming at you. But you know, the weird looking niggas always, if it's always something with them, man. They got to prove something. They got to like, prove something. Yeah, weird looking nigga. No, he's a weird looking nigga. And like, so they get it E.T. Off, looking motherfucker. Like, you may get the date or the, the interaction yeah. off of your position. And then when yeah. they start looking at your face, like, this, they like, yeah, like, nah. this nigga kind of ugly. Like, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> no, uh, this is fun, but I ain't giving you no pussy. Yeah. Yeah. And he like, uh, oh, you ain't giving me no pussy? Well, bitch, stay here. Sir, that's not cool. So I just wanted to give a PSA to the fellas. Man. That nigga said, if I did something, nigga, go to the police. <laughs> Dog, like wildin'. And that's the fucked up part, too. A oh, real quick man. message to the ladies. Uh, nobody can make you have sex with them unless, unless they're raping you. But, like, if they're not short of actually, like, physically attacking you and putting forcing themselves on you, short of that, don't ever feel like you are in a position where you have to have sex with somebody. Uh, New Get York, out of there. New York need cars. And they Facts. Also, they also need guns. Facts. Get out of there. And if he don't let you get out of there, now it's assault. And right. now, I mean, it's still assault, but... Now you can fucking all right, nigga. Dog, now you bugging. a lot of my followers on uh on Twitter who be up in pictures with the mat with like with the extendo. Yeah, I be yeah. like, that's kind of it. Kind of turned me on, but like yeah. uh, you gotta uh, you gotta leave these girls alone because they, hey, they will up. Them. And that's what I'm. Yo, and ladies, real quick, man. Uh, before you go on dates with any of these niggas, I don't care if you feel like you know because a lot of people saying I thought I knew this nigga till he did it to me. I don't care if you feel like you know this nigga. I don't care if you can't get access to a gun. I know it sounds old, but let your friends know where you had it. 
Let your brothers know where Share you had your it. location on your iPhone. Share your location. And if you ain't comfortable calling the police, because here's the thing. I think that in black America specifically, we've gotten so jaded about police that even women are afraid to call police when they need help. And like, matter of fact, I got a little story. I got a little story about calling the police. Uh, when I was 12, <laughs> when I was 12, uh, my pops had just came home after his bid. And uh, it was a Friday. And he wanted to cook, family cook. So we like, I right, bet. So we cooking, uh, I think we was making Mexicans. We're making nachos, tacos. We getting it in in the kitchen. Our kitchen is like right in front of the screen door, right? So our next door neighbor, the neighbor on the right of our crib, um, the husband used to beat up the wife pretty badly. And during the summer with doors open and niggas letting their windows up and all that, you could hear it. You could hear it loud and clear. Especially out front playing and shit. But we had the door open. We cooking. We chilling. We vibing in the crib. And we heard it. He whooping her up. Got to call the police. My dad was like, mm, nigga, I'm on I'm out on motherfucking uh, parole, probation. I nigga, I, no hey, I ain't really trying to. But my mom's like, no, they ain't coming here. We just call them to go there. So we like, all right. So we call because we don't want nobody getting beat up. Nigga, it's your neighbor, nigga. So moms called the police. Told them where we was at. I also called the police because they was taking long and it sounded like it was getting worse. So I called them back, told them, and they said, yeah, we got a unit on the way. They already coming. Y'all called earlier, right? I'm like, yeah, same crib. They on the way. Hey. We gave them their address. They also asked where we live. We said we're one house over. I gave them our address. I said it directly to the lady. Here's our address. Here's their address. So by the time the police get there, we don't know. We in the kitchen cooking. We back to our Friday night. Nigga, we cooking. My pop says something, something silly. I jumped on my pop's back, nigga. <laughs> Wrestling around my dad, nigga. He's spinning me in a circle and shit. My mom cracking up. Police running. Literally, I see them running past the front door, headed to the other house. They're literally beelining for the other house. I'm laughing and playing with my dad and jumped on his back. They immediately stopped the direction they was going. And ran in our crib, kicked the screen door down, guns drawn. Everybody fucking stopped, nigga. They went, Yo, put them down, sir, put them down. They yelling at my dad going crazy, sir. I said, are y'all here about the domestic abuse report? That we called it? They said, yeah. I said, we called that in. It's they said, door, nigga. <laughs> we know, sir, that's why we're here. I said, y'all at the wrong fucking crib, nigga. So long story short, <laughs> by the time they finished all that bullshit with us and realized we wasn't doing shit but making tacos and nachos, dog had left the crib because he saw the police and he got the fuck out of Dodge. And I hope that that woman's all right, man. So I say all that to say, I understand why niggas don't call the cops even when you think you should call the cops because they ain't necessarily here to protect. Oh, man. Oh, we had to explain that to my dad's parole officer. And I had uh, I, I saw a situation where yeah. um, I did not call the police. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I was in my first apartment. I looked outside the peephole. The girl, <laughs> used to, the girl across the hallway, uh, she was a dead drug nigga, mm. a dope boy. And um, them niggas used to get it in over there, mm -hmm. like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah they was getting money once or twice a month. Like they'd be over there cooking up or whatever. Like one night, I woke up. And the shit was so strong, I came on my my, my my bedroom and walked in my left. I thought they was in my living room. <laughs> like, I didn't look through and seen them niggas literally drop bricks of coke. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, wrapped up in plastic. The whole nine, right? They was getting it in. Getting it in. 
I used to hear a uh, old girl over there like, yo, he left, he got $30,000 over here, blah, blah, blah. Heard a nigga, he got a bowling alley. And <laughs> he literally got a bowl. He just got a bowling alley putting his crib and shit. Like, so he out here. Right? Yeah. Anytime it could be 745s, all type of shit outside. Um, they get into some sort of some sort of argument and shit. Shit. And I'm about to leave out the house. You know, yeah. it's a Saturday night. I'm about, I got my I'm I'm all spiffy and shit. Uh-huh. Now now granted, at this time I'm like 22, 23 years old. They I don't I ain't never said nothing to none of them motherfuckers <laughs> over there and shit, right? Like, but I know that they know that I yeah, know. You know. Like yep. it's like I know that y'all know that I know. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm about to go out and I look through the peephole. They arguing. I see him. He uppercuts her. Oh, wow. Her door wide open. It's directly across. Yeah. I mean, off her feet uppercuts her. Bam. Bam. Bow. Like some Popeye shit. Yeah. And he beats her ass um, from right there all the way down the hall. Because mm-hmm. the, the, it was two doors on the side. All the way down the hall and all the way to fuck back. Damn. And then she talking shit to him. Of course. Um, fuck you. Uh, said this first and last name, wrote that shit down on a little piece of paper just in case I need this shit in the future. Um, and um, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna tell the police and shit on you and all the other shit. I'm thinking like, no, great. Yeah. It's not the. It's not the route that you want to go and shit. Yeah. Then she goes outside and um, kicks his Range Rover, mm. like kick dents in the door. Then he start beating her up for real, like mm. kicking her in. The, like he was giving her yeah. the fucking business. Um, and then they go upside. Back in there, and mm. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in the house because, yeah. like, I can't go out. You can't go where you was at it. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, I got to stay. But you I'm got not to walk over a fight, nigga. Yeah, and but like, I didn't call the police because they was gonna know that I called the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and like, this is one of the things. This sound. This sound worse than like uh. you, you signed up for this shit. Like, you know, this is a violent man. Nah. Like there's no fucking question. Is it right? No, but I couldn't get involved in that shit. Yeah, I moved shortly after though. Yeah, I used um, to love that apartment. I uh, you know the Wendy's on Greenfield just past now, Mo. Yeah, yeah. I was up there one time waiting on the bus. I just bought some Jordans at uh Northland and shit. Went over to Wendy's. Go get me a fucking uh, like Junior Bacon, some bullshit. I ain't had nothing but a dollar left if I bought them Jordans. And uh, waiting on the bus, I finna go back to the crib. Or maybe I was headed to school. I don't remember. But I was finna go. And uh, a dude and his girl got into it at the bus stop. And they was scrapping. They was scrapping, scrapping. And me being the nigga that I am, back when I used to uh, really be involved in martial arts and shit, like when I was still training every day, no, you couldn't touch no woman around me, nigga. I was jumping in, nigga. Ant was all in. So I jumped on old boy just to pull him off. I wasn't trying to like fight with dog. I just wanted to get because he was whooping her up at the bus stop. Yeah. So I pulled him off, man, and dog got into it with me. So we had a little scuffle. And this was all right. I was with the shits. But she smacked me. And her smack fucked my eye up because she knocked my glasses <laughs> off. So after she smacked me, dog whooped me up pretty bad. <laughs> Cause I couldn't see. Yeah, I'm not dog, I was shit. whooping dog. And then when she smacked me, I said, Oh, y'all jumping me. All right, I see what it is. I ain't helping you no more. I, I was helping you. Yeah. So, but fortunately the Wendy's people came out there, nigga. They broke that shit up. I got on the bus, nigga. And uh just a little scratch from her though. He ain't scuffed me up. But all that to say, ladies, man, fuck these niggas. Ain't none of these niggas. Niggas gotta touch you if you ain't trying to be touched. And if they do touch you, 
call your call your people, call your family. If you scared to call the cops, it's cool. Call your people up. Uh, call your girls up. Put your location on. Do everything you need to do in precautionary measures. And if something happens to you uncomfortably, let somebody know so it could be taken care of, man. Uh, y'all don't have to let these predators exist, and y'all don't have to stay living with that trauma of seeing these niggas grow up to become the biggest party promoters in the world, nigga. Fuck these niggas. And fellas, keep your goddamn dick to yourself till you get authorization, nigga. That's it. I ain't got nothing else on it, man. Uh, Don't be creeps. All right. Now, got some other shit. Want to tap into real quick. Um. Oh. Real quick, uh, New Black and on Netflix. Want to get into this entertainment shit just a tad bit. We got a couple things on New Black and Netflix. Above the Rim came out May 1st. If you haven't watched it like me, I've already watched it 40 times, nigga. Go check out Above the Rim. Uh, For Colored Girls is available if you're trying to get on some Tyler Perry shit. Romeo Must Die, I watched that the other night. Um, Shout out to Aaliyah, rest in peace, baby girl. All day and the night. I really want to watch that. It got our man in it, Jeffrey Wright. I watched it on Sunday morning. Okay, how you liked it? Um, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, my mother watched it the other day. Uh, she told me it it's was def- good too. It's, it's definitely up our alley. Yeah, as yeah. Far as I want some review shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely gonna check it out. It's in the queue all day and the night. It's some it's some shit in there I want to talk about. Uh, Hollywood is another one. Uh, Queen Latifah's involved in that. It's a Ryan Murphy production. Ryan Murphy does American Horror Story, uh, Glee, and He's done uh, the O.J. Simpson and the Versace joints on FX. So Ryan Murphy's a little different. Ooh, it's me, Versace. Yeah. Somebody shot me. <laughs> um, Get on the bus. Get on the bus. I watched that Sunday, man. Spike mm. Lee in his bag. Another Spike Lee bag. I don't, I don't think I ever watched that You never though. seen Get on the Oh, you would love Get on the Bus. Not God. like all the way through? Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, Get on the Bus is definitely your bag, I mean, man. I know what it was about yeah. and all that shit, but like, I don't think I ever watched it like as an adult. Me and my pops watch that shit all the time. I just watched it on Sunday with him. Uh, she Hate Me, another Spike Lee joint. That's um, definitely a, um, a, a, a... She Hate Me for the fellas. Uh, <laughs> ladies, y'all watch it if you want, but fellas, definitely go watch She Hate Me while it's available. You might want to see it if you ain't seen it. Um, Becoming, that's the Michelle Obama joint. Uh, it's... Uh, documentary, I believe, or I don't know if it's set up documentary style or reality show style, but either way, becoming Michelle Obama and the entire Obama family that's coming out on uh, five, six. Oh, that already that came out today. So go check out becoming uh, sleepless. Sleepless is hold on. I think I actually know who's involved in sleepless. I feel like I've seen this before. Sleepless is. Yeah, that's the Jamie Foxx movie. Jamie Foxx, T.I., where he was the cop. Um, and his son get kidnapped. Gabrielle Union. You remember that was at the show. It was okay. It was a little short. Like I feel like the plot was underdeveloped. I don't remember that shit at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was at, it was stra- it's watchable. Nigga. It ain't nothing we would review or nothing. I don't remember that trailer yeah. or nothing about that. Yeah, thing. sleepless. I bet you if you've seen the uh, like if you go watch the Netflix trailer or something, you'll be like, Oh, I remember this shit. But yeah, Jamie Foxx, a detective in Vegas, his son get kidnapped. He gotta find him and, and figure that out. What T I play? He was uh Jamie Foxx's partner. T.I. playing a cop. Yep. <laughs> uh, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, Sweet Magnolias, and The Lovebirds. The Lovebirds is the Issa movie that comes out on May 22nd. So a couple more weeks, we might get into a review if that shit worth it. Uh, but, I uh, 
I'm gonna check that shit out. I don't fuck. I'm gonna check that shit out. Oh, and then it's another movie on there that ain't uh, it ain't necessarily black, but I mean the lead actor in the movie is black. Uh, Jesse T. Usher. It's called Dangerous Lies. Dangerous Lies. It's probably at the top of your Netflix. I heard that was good. I'm gonna tell you my thoughts on Dangerous Lies without spoiling it. It's entertaining as fuck. You're going to yell at the TV for how stupid they are. These might be the two stupidest uh, male and female leads you'll see in a movie, nigga. But it is really entertaining. It's definitely going to keep your attention. I don't know nothing about it, but somebody told me they was watching it yesterday. Yeah. They said it was, uh, they enjoyed it. it so. It'll definitely get you through an hour and a half, man. Like, you're going to watch it and you definitely going to be entertained. You ain't going to turn it off, but it will frustrate your life. So go check them out. New Black and on Netflix. Check out Strong Black Lead if you want to see that list. It is posted. Now, let's get into this Blackberry letter, dog. Got a Blackberry letter for y'all. Uh, this Blackberry letter is brought to you by Corona, the drink, not the virus. Um, oh, you had something else before we get into this letter? No, I think somebody, um, somebody think hit us up about a Blackberry letter. Oh, shit, word. Um, hey, speaking of which, uh, for those who want a Blackberry letter solved, email us thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com, thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. We will get to your black le- Blackberry letter Hopefully the week that we record after you send it. So just keep that in mind. If we don't read it right after you send it, don't trip. This week's Blackberry letter is brought to you by Pour It Up Detroit. Pour It Up Detroit is a virtual mixology party. They are hosting 90-minute live mixology sessions. You can choose up to five drinks to create. You get a digital copy of the drink recipes, a Zoom link for your virtual party venue, an ingredient list will be provided, and the host will be provided a branded gift. You need a minimum of five friends to join your Zoom link. Pour it up Detroit. Located right here in Detroit, you can visit them at Pour It Up Detroit on Instagram. It is a mobile bartending service that is currently doing virtual mixology classes. Go to Pour It Up Detroit right now. And just support Detroit Black Business because we love it. So shout out to Pour It Up Detroit. Matter of fact, let me make sure she catch that follow from the gram. Boom. All right. Now we got the Blackberry letters. So this came in from the homie, Randy. He sent it on behalf of his sister who lives in oh, Indianapolis. this one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shout out to the homie, dog. And I'm calling the nigga Randy, so I don't give away his uh, non-government, which he's more known by. All right. So he said, I'm just going to copy and paste what my sister who lives in Indianapolis sent me. Friend it's, of a friend, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All his be friend of friends. You got to watch this nigga, man. <laughs> uh, he said, it's about two months old, but I think it's worth discussing. Warning, this heifer tripping. So that was the warning. All right. She said, bro, why I just had the worst date ever? Dude I told you about was that I was low-key crushing on at work, asked me out for dinner and drinks after work. I played it cool at first and told him I'll let him know. But wasn't no way in hell I wasn't going. Oh, she going. Your mama going. <laughs> That's a whole nothing. <laughs> Pimps up, hoes down if you ain't seen it. <laughs> Go check that out. Anyway. I just couldn't be all readily accessible. I tell him about an hour before we get off work that I'm down. I just have to go get my children situated and I'd meet him there. He offered to come get me, but I told him I'll take a lift. And if he's not a creep, he can drop me off at home afterwards. That's fair. Oh, I don't, I don't hate that. So I arrive and he's already got us a table. I had never been to this spot before, but looking at the menu prices, I would not be back if I had to pay. <laughs> he took her to the spot spot. 
or Applebee's. You don't know how. Hey, much she got. hey, hey! We don't know how much she got. Sorry, and it's Indianapolis. So <laughs> how many spot spots do they you have? Like, uh, Mister Kebab. If, <laughs> if Peyton Manning ain't there, I'm probably not eating there. I just want to throw it out there. Uh, I don't know if he was showing out or if this is how he usually does, but he ordered damn near every appetizer possible. He also ordered a bottle of Bel Air Rosé on top of the drinks we already had or had already been tossing back like water. Really like $35. In the store. 60, you know, yeah. restaurant club prices, nigga. Yeah, yeah. They start telling you that shit $4,500. You be like, wait a minute, nigga. nigga. They literally tried to charge me in New York. Like Costco got them bitches by the case for $60. New York tried to charge me four grand for a bottle of Bel Air. I just want to throw that out. New York is bugging, nigga. That's in the club. I like Bel Air, by the way. I fuck with Bel Air. By the way, there's a bottle in the fridge in the in the other room, by the way. Hey, and uh listeners, if any of y'all want to just bring us another bottle of Bel Air, feel free. We up here. We'll be here every week. Um despite all the appetizers, he still insisted we ordered entrees. So we did. The conversations were great. He told me a lot about business, Yoruba spirituality. He tried to hit it with that. <laughs> oh, oh, this nigga. Oh, he was in. telling her about her yoni and shit. And yoni boys, you know what I'm saying? Keep that shit tight. <laughs> Do these little exercises and shit. <laughs> she was already out with a certified creep, and she ain't know it. Um. <laughs> and he's into a lot of things that I've been interested in for years. He's very much an urban intellectual. She sounds like she writing on the back of this nigga book and <laughs> like, shit. Nigga, you just met this nigga. This is forward. <laughs> and I'm like, if he all that, why you ain't been on a date with Y'all work together, nigga. He ain't no urban. This is the worst day ever. Fam, you had a time of your fucking life. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> you ain't never had this much fucking fun. Before. And she capping because y'all work together. If he can afford this restaurant, so can you, nigga. Or he's stealing, but whatever. Ain't that the pl- she said she we talked about uh ain't that the planet that uh <laughs> Dr. Manhattan was on? <laughs> Yoruba. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Manhattan was oh, on that planet. Oh shit. God damn it. Um he <laughs> has street smarts and a book brain. I could tell I could learn a lot from him. He's a senior exec at work. Oh, this is why he got more money than her. All right, I get it, I get it. Okay, so here's where the day goes left. The waiter comes with a check abruptly and unprompted, which I noticed was well over six hundred dollars. She six hundred dollar first date, not for somebody I work with. Better <laughs> 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 go to the calf, nigga. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Like yeah, can uh let her get a milk and I'm gonna get uh y'all got tuna. What's the sandwich for the day in the calf? I'm just talking shit. Oh shit. I informed him that I was going to order some more food to go for my children, and my date had the nerve to say, we can just stop at the drive-thru on the way. I wanted to smack the pretty-ass smile off his face. Don't ever call my smile pretty. (laughs) She liked this nigga. She really likes this nigga. My babies are not an afterthought, nor should they ever get less than what their mama gets. (laughs) You're the whole adult, though. Like, what you mean? (laughs) okay um i wasn't even going to ask him to pay for it my daughter is 14 we're gonna address that sentence right let me bookmark that before i finish all right my daughter is 14 and already knows what the finer things in life are and doesn't settle she's been getting pedicures every month since she was three years old my son is 10 years old and doesn't eat any cheap food i was so turned off and pissed that i pulled out my phone and called a lift to take me home (laughs) 
I left all the appetizers we didn't finish and he had boxed up for me there on the table. I can't date a man that doesn't value my children as he does me. You'd spend way over $600 on me and won't spend, well, she said want, uh, won't spend, oh, and want to spend, pardon me, $15 on my children. Uh, no, bro, what the fuck is wrong with your gender? And there you have it, fellas. That's what God blessed me with as a sister. <laughs> I told her she was tripping, but she doesn't want to hear it. My niece and nephew snooty as shit. God bless them. <laughs> oh, oh man. Thoughts. Oh, whoa. Hey, hold up, hold up. Um, My mom just texted me. Hey, she headed up there to get my dad from ER. He is good. Uh, Blood culture came back normal. They thinks his blood was possibly contaminated. Um, his second blood test showed nothing. They said it is all viral. He good to go. All good. Man. Shout out, man. Fucking live reaction on the pod, man. I ain't going to tell you, dog. I told my girl this. She ain't really get the reference, nigga. When them COVID tests came back negative, you remember uh, when the championship, the Bulls won after Jordan Dad got killed, that Father's Day one? Yeah. You remember how he was crying in the back? On the back with the basketball? Nigga, on the floor, face down, back jerking, nigga. That was me when I saw that negative test, nigga. I ain't gonna lie. My mom was like, she came like, what the fuck is wrong? I said, nigga, you don't understand. I was crying like that for like 30 minutes straight, dog. Woo. All right. Oh, now we finna get in the bag. All right. Back to this Blackberry letter. All right, let's break down some elements of the date. Uh, let's just start. I just want to. I just want to start at the one of these. Very yeah, yeah. One of the early points. Um. So she got asked out by a gentleman at work that she has already been crushing on. Yes. He said, "Let's get some drinks later." Yep. She played it cool and told him, "I don't know," but wasn't no way in hell that she wasn't going. Why are you playing games with this man? Yeah. You waited until an hour before you got off to let him know yeah. if he was going or not. Like, what are you doing? If I ask you if you want to go out to eat after work and you don't tell me yes or no right there. Like, because here's the thing. If I ask you and you already have plans or you aren't available, you got kids, so maybe you can't get a. Oh, let me check on my sitter. Or say Say that. Don't let me like wait till the end of the day and then you tell me I didn't make other plans family, which told, we're gonna get into I on told, insecure. Like I told my mom, I was gonna come cut the grass. I didn't have shit else to do, and I, like whatever the situation. Like so, he's a sucker right there too, because now you letting off top, nigga. You initiated that date. She played the game and literally waited to the last minute to tell you, yeah. But I didn't know that you was like. I'm not with games. Like, don't. I hate playing them, bro. Don't set me up to test me to see if this was. Like, dog, just be normal. Women and fellas who do it, but I don't date niggas, so I don't really care about (laughs) y'all. Women, please stop testing niggas to see what they say or see how they react or. Oh, niggas do that shit too. Yeah, I know niggas do it. You're going to test your girl and see if she'll fuck your man and she's going to fuck your man. (laughs) (laughs) I was your man. Like, like, damn. Like, I I just wanted to see, like, nah, my man, like, like, yo, nigga. (laughs) It's a lot of niggas who thought I was their man (laughs) until I ended up fucking their girl. I was like, oh, why you send her over here? (laughs) Nigga, I was, this the wrong crib send her to, nigga. But that was a past life. I don't live that life anymore, man. God bless the world. Uh, yeah, don't play that game, man. If I ask you out, just let me know if you want to go or not. Damn, it's, nigga, we, it's really simple. We, we really bugging, dog. Oh, hold up. We are hold really up. bugging. Hold up. Nigga, shout out to Pour It Up Detroit 
who sponsored this pod but didn't send us no drinks virtually. But it's okay because when y'all hear that can crack, that mean your man back. Pardon us. Somebody probably cussed us out. Oh, oh wow. They probably, yo. Matter of fact, if you reach this point of the Blackberry letter and you haven't cussed at us for not giving you your can crack man back, you ain't really fucking with us, dog. My God. Let me take a swig. The only reason I <sighs> noticed that we didn't drink because <laughs> you was low on your water. I love my water. I'm thinking like, damn, I got to pee. Cause probably because I've been drinking this beer and this water. I'm like, oh, I ain't even drunk. You beer. ain't even touched the brew. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, all right, so yeah, problem number one, you playing games before we even go on a date. That's wild to me. Problem number two, and I put this on him, not her. You're trying to impress. Is he though? No, he was because he took her to the fancy spot. He a high level executive. That I don't could, care. That could be care. where I go though. Yeah. Like, what if that's where I go? It could be. If that's where you go, get drinks. The little $600 dinner. Oh, order every appetizer on the menu and get an entree. He's trying to impress. He's trying be. to impress. Nigga, we ordered every app. I've done the whole, like, order every app on the menu. You don't need an entree after that. Y'all niggas is full. I, I've done it. I've done it at Ocean Prime. I've done it Unless at... Unless they... If they had an up uh, uh, upscale place, maybe they got small plates. They could... Uh, again, and Ocean I'd rather, Prime, I would rather, Eddie V's, I've done that. I'd rather get a bunch of small plates than one sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, a bunch of small plates. I like that shit. I, again, I've done that. I've ordered the whole appetizer menu at Eddie V's before... We ain't eat no food, especially if it was some. Let's just go get some drinks, and then because that's how it was. It was let's get drinks, and then you know how dating goes. You can't get drinks with a woman and not have food involved. Like they gonna eat unless I'm not interested. Unless you leave, you gotta leave. Yeah, there's no way out of food unless you dip. Like you gotta specifically say, "Yo, I want to go." Like you gotta go somewhere that barely serves food, like Sugar House, and be like In Oakland. <laughs> yeah, and then right when y'all finish like that second drink, you gotta be like. Man, you know, I got a meeting uh, in about 30 minutes, so I need to go and get up out of here. But it was great seeing you. I'd love to take you to dinner. Because other than that, nigga, she eating, bro. You feeding her. Like, like I do like, like, I like bars who just sell liquor, though. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, they be real crab bar. Like, I, that spot we went to on my birthday last yeah. year. All liquor. I was drunk as nigga. But ain't no food options. And if you don't want to eat, you go there, and then you go to fuck one. Nigga. Yeah. Don't try to extend the night. But whatever. He took her to the nice spot. They spent a grip. Problem number two that I had, she said, hold up, I want to quote. I just have to go get my children situated and meet him there? Oh, no, no. That I wasn't mad at. That's safe. That's safe. And you got to get your kids situated. Like she 14, right? Oh, I was thinking the three and the 10-year-old. All right, you could have let the fourteen-year-old. You got a fourteen-year-old and a ten-year-old. Your kids is actually grown. Again. When you say kid, I'm thinking child, children. The three-year-old. I'm thinking that. Oh, she got three. She got too? fourteen, a three. No, no. She oh, said, she been getting pedicures since she was three. Yeah. So wait, they fourteen and ten. Them niggas is driving. Fam, I got my first ticket at fourteen, nigga, <laughs> and got my license suspended. Well, my permit. So whatever. All right. So yeah, she got grown-ass kids, but. She went home, got them situated. What she really wanted to say was, I'm going to catch this lift. I'll meet you there. I don't want you thinking, like, let's leave work together. Because he sound like a nigga who would have tried to pull at. Cool. We just trying to get drinks after work. We don't. It don't got to be. She could have followed the nigga. I don't know. I'm like, look, after I get off sunset, just meet me around. Like, we ain't got to do all no special here. But she went home. She met him there. Cool. I don't really have much of a problem beyond the game she mm. was playing yet. They having a good time. He OD ordering drinks and food. Got a bottle even though they already had drink. I get it. I've been there. 
I know what you're doing, dog. <sighs> but then he hit her with the Yoruba spirituality, nigga. He like, yeah, you know, um, take your shoe off. Let me see your feet real quick. He like, yeah, I want to read your foot lines. <laughs> Nigga, yeah. Put your foot in my lap. Let me uh, talk to you about your chakras. Yeah, he was like, no, nah, I could definitely tell by this one line in your foot. Um, you got a Jupiter moon with a cancer Uranus. <laughs> and I'm just, trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to get you Uranus. Yeah, like, you know, what? trying to be the funk in your uh, yeah. left and your, your, you know, your I, Yashua. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy, shimmy, sham. <laughs> what? <laughs> that nigga, she was like, yeah, can I get an extra bottle of Bel Air? That nigga said, oh, no, nah, you got to be Oshun. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> All right, so right now the date is going normal. Excellent. They eating and drinking, having a good time. They tossing them back. He trying to Chris Stouser, nigga. We gonna keep ordering drinks, nigga. Fuck it, throw a bottle on it. Could be. Um. So then the bill comes. They ain't asked for the bill. He ain't asked for the bill. The waiter probably was just on some shit like, all right, nigga, it's time to get you niggas the fuck out of this nice restaurant. It's well over $600. He an executive, he got it. Cool. God bless him. You gonna spend six hundred dollars um, on uh, on, on a dinner? date or a first date? On a date, yes. First date, <laughs> nigga, hell no. Nah. First date, depending on what we do. So six hundred was just food, uh, and drinks. Did? It was it was like the restaurant, the whole okay. yeah. It was everything. It was food, drinks, and uh, dessert. And ain't a dessert, nigga. So when I order dessert, I mean we having a good ass fucking time, nigga. Um, but. Yeah, I've I've done that. Apparently, men can't order appetizers or dessert. No, I was definitely on some gay shit. Uh, <laughs> I was on my gay shit ordering all them apps. I'm gonna tell you now. And it sounded like this nigga on some gay shit too. He like order all the apps, bull, gay ass niggas. So off top, that's the first problem. The nigga was gay. <laughs> uh, so they got the bill is six hundred dollars. She informed him that she was gonna get food for her children, and my date had the nerve to say we can just stop by drive through on the way. I personally ain't mad at him. The bill already didn't came. It's already six hundred dollars, and bill, I'm finna pay it. Forget the price. The bill has come. The food has been wrapped up and put in containers. I've had it boxed up for you. Like we're not about to. Like what are we supposed to do now? Like the they 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 gave us the bill. Yeah, they want us to leave. Yeah. Now you want to order something else for two children. Who apparently eat snooty as shit. I don't know your children. And that's a point that I want to... I'm going to jump on that in a minute. She says, uh, my babies are not an afterthought, nor should they ever get less than what their mama gets. I wasn't even going to ask him to pay for it. Right there. That's the sentence that I wanted to bookmark. No, you weren't going to ask him to pay for it. You were going to expect him to pay for it. You weren't going to ask. You were going to say, oh, I just wanted to. First of all, if you were planning on getting them food, you probably would have ordered that. Like if you and you weren't going to ask him to pay for it. You saw that 600. Oh, I'm about to run it up. Got to. And that's where I was headed. That bill came. He ain't flinch. And you said, mm, let me throw something else on top of this motherfucker. Now I ain't got to cook and they won't eat my apps because you wanted them leftover apps. And you got mad when that nigga said, eh, no, we can get them some McDonald's or some shit. And what's so funny is like, he didn't even say no. Like, oh, we can just, we can go, we can, we can get can some stop, on the way. We can stop and get something on the way. Like, so that don't even necessarily make him cheap. 
yo, I don't want to wait another 20 minutes on your kids' meals, nigga. We get someone on the way to drop you back off. Like, what the fuck is you on? Did we have a conversation about my children? How old are right. you? Do I know how old your children? She, she, the, the statement she made before that was, my children should not be an afterthought. Nigga, this is our first date. I, you, this is my first thought of you. What do you mean afterthought? They were an afterthought because you just brought them up when the bill came. You ain't mentioned the kids getting fed the whole time we've been sitting here drinking, laughing, and talking shit. I was telling you about your yoni. You ain't mentioned your kid. You, I said your yoni. You ain't mentioned your roni. You know what I'm saying? Your little tender roni. Uh, here's the issue I got. Matter of fact, I ain't, let me not frame it that way. I know you've seen like posts or memes related to this, so I'm, I'm going to get your opinion. I kind of already know what it probably is, but want to get your opinion. So you ask a woman out first date. She says, yeah, I'd love to go, um, but you need to pay for my babysitter. You paying? Like, um, I need to pay for your babysitter because you literally just don't got the money. Like, if this is going to be the, the barrier between me and, me and this date taking place, you know what I'm saying? Like, if mm-hmm. you just don't have the money to pay for a babysitter yeah. for us to go on this date, yeah, sure, I'll pay. Yeah. Because I really want to go out on this. I want to go out with you, whatever. And that's the, if you want on, this on some principle, yeah. because this is what you got to do for my time, get the fuck out of here. So I saw a chick post one time that a guy asked her out and she responded, she'd love to go, but she didn't say you have to pay for my babysitter. She said, I have to find a babysitter. And she expected him to say, that he would take care of that. How? And when Make he didn't mind. say it, she said, I waited about an hour. He never responded telling me that he would get me a babysitter. So I reached back out and told him, you know what? It's get not you, a good night. As in like reach out to a babysitting service? Mm-hmm. Or what does that mean? Call her and say, find a babysitter. I'll pay for it. I don't know. I don't know what her exact Because when you say, I need to find one, go find that motherfucker. Like, I don't get it. Like, when I say I need to find one, because you be, you could be talking about your little sister. Yeah. You can talk about your auntie, your next door. Next. Like, I don't know what that means. Do you mean that I have to find a way to pay for a babysitter? That'd be yeah. a, If you would have said I got to find a way to pay for a babysitter, that's the, that's the alley-oop. And it's like, oh, shit. Completely now, different. On a, on, a, on a first date of a woman that you like and you you really been trying to get a hold of her time, but she she could never get with you yeah, because she, be she ain't got a babysitter. And she, yeah, and she said, I got to find a way to pay for a babysitter. And yeah. she threw the alley. Then what would you say? Because eh. that's a different, that's a different energy, right? So I may ask how much does a babysitter cost? And here's why I'm asking that. Because I also know women who have played this babysitter game. And they told the man that a babysitter was going to be $60. The problem was the babysitter ended up being their little sister. And it wasn't $60. She would have done it for free. You just wanted to take that nigga $60. Well, and these was friends of mine, so I know they did yeah, it for yeah, real yeah. and it was shady. But like whatever the, the rate is Yeah, but I'm going to ask. It might be 15 an hour. I'll take you out for a couple hours. That's 30 bucks plus a tip. But I don't know how long this day going to last. And that's the thing. I don't want to pin. So, all right, I'm going to tell you something that actually happened. I don't care. Like, I care, but like, I don't like. I'm going to tell you something that actually happened in my real life. So, I always say that I was the first nigga dating chicks with kids. I've been dating chicks with kids since high school, nigga. Like, so I remember one time this chick I was fucking with. I wanted to take her somewhere, like probably a movie or something, nothing crazy. And uh, I hit her up and she was like, her grandma wasn't going to be able to watch her son. 
And she ain't really fuck with her parents like that, for real, for real. So it was grandma or nobody. And she was like, yeah, my grandma busy. She can't watch my son, so I can't go tonight. I literally said, and granted, this wasn't high school. I might have been, like, early 20s at this point. But I said, yo, that's no problem. Let me know when you're free and we can get together. Or if it's more comfortable, I can come to your crib and we can do dinner. Because I knew her. It wasn't me being a creep. But I said... Yo, that's no problem. Let me know when you're free and we can get together. Or if it's more comfortable, I can come to your crib and we can do dinner. Because I knew her. It wasn't me being a creep. So she was with that, though. She ain't tripped. She ain't say, oh, you got to pay for my baby. She said, yo, I can't get the person I would normally have watch my son tonight to watch him. So let's reschedule. dog. And that's exactly what we did. And it was like, yo... If you need a, somebody to watch your kids or whatever, like, I don't know that I would be opposed. First date, I'm not going to lie, though. I might be opposed to it on a first date. Like, so, first date is kind of, um, it. when people say this is the first date, it kind of gives you the impression that this is a stranger. Mm-hmm. But not all first dates are with strangers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this That's is, a fact, yeah. So like, it's definitely... Uh, if I clauses to it, if right? I've known who you are and I, we've known each other, whatever, but this is yeah. the first day. Yeah. You might, I might do some shit that I wouldn't normally do for a stranger because I know you, I yeah. already, we, we could be friends already Facts. or whatever. The, whatever or the case let's uh, bring it into current day. Um, we live in a world where you might meet and I'm air quote meet someone online and talk to them for days, weeks before y'all actually go out. Yeah. If by the time y'all finna meet up, Y'all kind of feel like you know each other. You might be a little more apt to pay for a, a babysitter if you got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you might throw it out there. Like, shit, I'd get somebody to watch your kids. I want to take you out. Like, whatever the case. So it's not always. But on a traditional, we ain't never been out before. We ain't really talked before like that, which just kind of sound like it could have been. No, I wouldn't do that. But she ain't never. That wasn't the issue. That wasn't the issue. The issue was paying for the kids' food. I still don't know you. I just got to know you just found out that I was a Yoruba ass nigga. You didn't know I was a Yoruba Yoni uh, Why does pussy it- ass nigga. So because of that, we just getting to know each other. Nah, your kids can't go on this bill. And even if you were going to pay for it separately, like that's fine. But if that's what you want to do, then when I say let's get someone away, be like, oh, no, no, no. I got it. You ain't got to get up and leave. You ain't got to storm out, catch a lift. Or if you said, let's go get something away, like, no, actually, I want to grab something from here yeah. because of, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And then if you were planning on paying for it, pay for it. Because he, like, he never. He, he don't know your kids are snobby. Well, he didn't mention anything about money. And I doubt that money is an issue. If you ran up a $600 bill, money probably ain't the problem. Now, she jumped out the window. was like, oh, I ain't going to be. $600 here and you can't, you want to spend $15. Like, I'm not thinking of the money. Thing. I wasn't spending the 15 on your kids, nigga. <laughs> you were. And I want to throw that out or there. Or it's like sometimes some people just go out to have a good time and like the cost is not what I'm thinking of. No. That don't mean like you some sort of super rich baller. Yeah. No, I was trying, I was having a good time. It costs what it would cost because it just costs what it costs. I brought you here. I encouraged ordering all the apps. I encouraged getting drinks and a bottle. And I encouraged getting entrees on top of what we ate. Clearly, I don't mind spending what I'm about to spend. It's not about the cost. This ain't a matter of cost. It's a matter of principle. If that, though. Like, we don't know. He never said that. He never got to it. All he got to was we can get something for them on the way. Do you, do you 
did the restaurant close? Did he, did he not possibly want to wait after we got like fam? They didn't box your food up. You, that's not when you order new food. Dinner over. <laughs> Dinner over. You know, and there is a very strong possibility, very strong, that he might have just been ready to go. <laughs> like I don't know if that matters. I'm an executive at work. I got to be there. Yeah, early. I'm. I'm gonna pull up. We got board meetings and shit. Like, like we'll I might just be ready. Yeah. And again, to Jay's point, she could have easily said, yo, my kids don't really, because I, I know a lot of women who say my kids don't eat fast food. That don't make them snobby. That just mean I don't get my kids fast food. If that's the case where your kids don't eat cheaper, quicker food and you want to get them something from this nice restaurant we had, say that. This is my issue with this whole thing, right? Uh-huh. Is... You at first praising how how great this person is, mm-hmm. how much everything costs, all of this and all of that, and then you get real pretentious and shit. Like <laughs> my children have been getting um, pedicure since since they, she was three years old, and we don't eat it. Yeah, Man, don't talk like you high and mighty because you said you wouldn't even come to this place because it costs too much. Now you trying to out there. now you trying to high side on somebody and you underneath you underboss anyway. Let me throw something out there on that underboss point. Um, I'm an executive at your job. Don't fuck up. I'm trying to be crazy. <laughs> Don't fuck your career up. Trying to not that not <sighs> that I that being with me will advance your career. But if you sitting up here shunning me and hoeing me and trying to hey hey you got to walk past me a day at work. I'm one of the niggas voting on your right. Tr- talk to me nice. Talk to me nice, nigga. No, but on some real shit. Real talk. What? There's a better way to communicate what she was trying to do than what she did. I tell you that's like just this. a fact. Um, I don't trust this per. I don't trust this person with my emotions. Mm. And what I mean by that is yeah. one, you started off playing games. Two, um. You had nothing but good things to say. You having yeah. a time of your life. You sound, oh, this guy, uh, street smart, book smart. I can learn from him. Um, kind, all this other stuff. He clearly um, is, you're comfortable with him because you was like, if you wasn't going to be comfortable with him, you was going to take a lift home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All this information. And then on the, at the first, you didn't even, I, don't, I can't even say the first sign of trouble because there was not a trouble situation. Yeah. You dipped and now you hate him. Yeah. This is the worst day of your life. Like that emotional tie that quickly. I can't trust you with my emotions. Yeah. It can't go from a great day to the worst of your life all because I didn't want to get your kids food from here. I wanted to get it on the way home. Could have been a misunderstanding. It could be it whatever. It sounds like it was a misunderstanding. But like, I can't trust somebody like that. Yeah. With, what if I, so if I, what if I get involved with you, right? She flighty. And I, and I, and now this is what I got to deal with. I can't trust somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that um dog avoided a little bit of a headache. He wasted six hundred dollars. Yeah, he definitely wasted six hundred dollars. But hopefully for him, because it seemed that like number to drop in the bank. She had a better time than he did. I didn't hear nothing about yo. We talked about I yeah. w- I talked about we talked about this. We you told me everything about him because he probably was talking the whole. He night sounded then. like yo. Let's talk about first dates for a minute. And then we're gonna get into insecure. Um, I hate first dates. I hate them with all my heart. And I've, I've been on a ton of them. So I say that from a with place strangers? of experience. In general, in general, I just hate first date. I Well, let me put the the caveat on that. I hate first dates that feel like an interview. Yeah. Where I feel like 
I'm giving you all of my attributes. I'm reading my resume to you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yo, I practice Yoruba spirituality, man. I, you know, I could tell you about your yoni and your chakras. Uh, tell you about some sea moss, nigga. You know, I've, I got a case sea moss in the. Uh, if you want to get some gel, got sea moss gel in the trunk right now. Oh, I also outside of work, I do comedy. Like, Nick, bitch, I don't want to come on, man. I hate first dates, dog. Like. It makes you. Uh, somebody asked me recently. Because on a primal level, both y'all are trying to to show y'all trace each other to see if y'all are compatible to mate with. Yeah. At the end of the day, Man. on some basic primal. Prim- That's it. Because like when the peacock come through and start showing this shit, like That's you what literally, that mean. you literally just saying, "Hey, mate with me." You download that peacock NBC app. It's out. It said free on Comcast the other day. Uh-uh. It said download that shit right from. The, I jumped on there on the guide. That shit said download free right now. Something we I ain't downloaded because I was doing some other shit, but I saw it in the corner. Um, something else about uh that whole first day interview about a week ago, somebody asked me what was it that I knew about my girl that I made me. Like that. I hate those type of questions. Oh, I, I do hate shit. those type of questions. They was like, "What was it on that first date that let you know she was the one?" And I was like, "Real shit." The first date didn't feel like I was on a first date. That whole inquisitive. All in your business, uh, question, question, sound like an interrogation. It wasn't that. It was a natural, free flowing conversation between two people who knew very little about one another. We knew of one another. We had had conversations before, but it was very fucking natural the way that we communicated. Yeah. And I feel like more successful first dates would come out of natural conversations than the typical. So, what do you do? What's your job? How much you make? What do you do? Do you want kids? Do you want It's like, fam, at a certain point, that little checklist first date, that don't work for real niggas. That don't work for niggas who have a bit of depth in them. That don't work for niggas going on multiple dates cuz Also that. Cuz while you asking me about uh if I make over 80k she was sucking all right never mind all right uh so yeah uh randy let your sister know we agree with you she bugging the fuck out why you throw away a good man like you that? threw away a good dude over 15 dollars <laughs> you threw away a good dude over some fast food i just want to throw that out there and you lost and you took and now you got to work with him like you have to see that nigga every day and now it's awkward what you think what do you think he think of that date he probably thought it was going well. He thought he was doing right. And then he don't he probably went home not knowing what the fuck happened. I think that she just used me. Mm, I see that too. I think she used like, me and was trying to continue to use me. And then when I told her you can't no, we get something to eat. Well, it's like that, like, yo, we had this great time. I thought everything was cool. We have this great time. And then you make up a reason to to to, to get mad at me and dip off. Yeah. I'd have took a six hundred dollar L. Yeah. On principle. I'm pissed. Okay, oh, I can't make nobody like me, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, damn, what the fuck was that about? It's fucked up, man, because again, dog, for all intents and purposes, sounded like a pretty straight dude. Um, cool dude, convo was flowing, living his life. Like, sound like he was on the straight and narrow, and then uh, she just completely blew that. But, yo, if y'all got Blackberry letters, man, hit us at... Uh, excuse me this week in culture pod at gmail.com let us know what's going on in your life it can be dating related it could be career related it could be covid related man me and jay here for all advice if something's going on with you or somebody you know and you want to get some advice about it from two level-headed educated brothers who are also induced by the brew uh hit us up man this week in culture pod at gmail.com
Episode four of Insecure. Let's talk about it, man. Yeah. Uh, I think that I noticed something on episode four that I knew, but I think it was more prevalent this episode. Uh, Insecure is about relationships. When you strip it all down, it's about relationships. But normally, it's surrounded by r- romantic, intimate relationships. Yeah. This one, it wasn't about that. This was about the relationships you have with friends, colleagues, and just people you know, people you're trying to do business with, your network, people who, uh, if you're a property manager, people who live in your property. Like This was about communication in relationships, and it was super prevalent on this episode, man. Um, real quick before we get into it, what do you think about the episode? Um, before I even go that, um, so you picked that up this week. Or this, whatever. I just think it was really heavy this week. Yeah, yeah. You ever notice, it's always funny when you realize what a TV show was about. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was watching Three's Company, and mm-hmm. I realized that every single episode was a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Every single mm-hmm. one of them. Something happened, and Jack thought this way, she thought this way, and then you just watch TV shows differently after that yeah. time. Ruined Three's Company for me after that because this came so predictable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you see that lens changes a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I so get what you're saying. I don't like fuck with insecure that like Yeah. That. But I'm I'm noticing like, dog, this is literally about the relationships and to that three's company point, communication within relationships. Yeah. Like relationships are about communication. Being able to communicate, I don't give a fuck if it's somebody you dating, somebody you friends with, somebody you fucking, somebody you work with. Like the way you communicate with them will ultimately determine that how successful your relationship is. Uh, so this episode, like the episode, by the way, I really did like this episode. Thought it was quick though. It felt very short. Um, this was, I think, the second of the four that didn't touch thirty minutes. Um, I think this one came in around like twenty nine, late twenty eight, something like that. From credits to credits. Uh, so I'm talking all screen time, not full credit roll, and then we get to the HBO sign. Fuck all that. The episode started out with kind of what we would know it would be about. Like from the beginning, I think we learned what the rest of the episode would be about. We see Issa on Facebook, right? Yeah. It opened up with her on Facebook posting about the headliner of the block party. Yo, I got Schoolboy Q. He will be performing at this year's block party. Boom, 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 boom. Shit, I'm in there, I'm in there. And niggas was immediately responding. Soon as Dog was posting and saying, yo, we in there. Schoolboy Q gonna be there? I'm in there. She got a call from the dude doing the flyers. Or the company doing, the printing company doing the flyers. They said, yo, we gonna need them fucking uh, files by five o'clock. If you want your flyers printed up, like, what is you doing, nigga? So she like, all right, I'm going to have him over to you. Soon as she hang up the phone with dog, she calls Condola. Condola's phone went straight to voicemail directly as if she might be blocked. Hmm. Call Condola, get the voicemail. She like, hey, Condola, I don't know if you've seen my calls and shit, but need to get the like feedback from the flyer I sent over to you. Like, like nigga, put the flyer out you don't need her to do yep. every single thing for we're you we're gonna talk about Shit, that i got helping not doing it i got a convo about we are going to discuss Nigga, exactly do you what you like just said. do you like your flyer don't matter <laughs> don't matter when you a user it don't matter you need the people you using to sign off on what you're using them for but i'm gonna get to that uh so she called left a voicemail it was a funny ass voicemail by the way 
when that nigga said she be dropping her D's, nigga, I was crying, dog. So then she sent a text. Text Condola, like, hey, you know, what's going on? Uh, Did you see the flyer little samples that I sent over to you? Like, I love to get some feedback. Hit me back. What you noticed in that scene was that was like the fifth text in a row Issa had sent and Condola hadn't responded to shit. So now you see the conflict in this episode right away, or at least the conflict with Issa. Condola not fucking with you right now. It's been a month. By the way, the episode started out. This is one month to the block party. So that means it's a month from when we last saw them on Thanksgiving. Now we somewhere in December. Condola not fucking with her. It's wild when shit is in California because it always looks something Look the same. Look the same. Uh, It's like reverse power, where power was winter for the last nine years. In there, but like, don't it look gloomy? Do it look cold outside sometimes? California gets rainy seasons. Um, they may get snow every like, like do decade. it get gray? Shit, man, yeah, it's it's like opposite of London and shit. Like, it's so always sunny out that motherfucker. But uh, Issa looks all right. So at this beginning scene, what do you think about Kendall and Issa? Like when you realize she ain't been texting her back voicemail soon as i call like you think condola not fucking with Issa because i forgot it was a month later yeah so a month later i'm not sure what the deal is you know what i'm saying because initially i'm thinking like oh nigga this is a couple of days after yeah, yeah um i literally just forgot that it said one month yeah. later so i'm so, thinking like a couple of days after her her and uh lawrence get into it she probably don't want to talk to Issa. probably ain't in the mood yeah. for Issa right now but i'm assuming they didn't talk in the last month because she sent you proofs of flyers so there's yeah. been communication i think and we got a little bit more of this later in the episode but i think that it's one of two things. One is obvious. Eason, or I'm sorry, Condola and Lawrence broke up and Condola just like, fuck Lawrence, fuck Issa, fuck everybody connected to that nigga. I'm fucked up, dad. Or I just don't want to have shit to do with that nigga or anybody he know. That I feel like him and but Condola and Lawrence but, breaking up feels too obvious. For yeah, me, but though. we don't know each other from that, though. Yeah, yeah, we don't. We don't. So that's where we go into the other thing. I have an underlying insecurity, insecure, about you being cool with your ex and me having a friendship with her that leaves you to be cool. Like, you kind of have to be cool because I have a working relationship with her. I feel like, and maybe Lawrence felt like, we don't know this, but maybe he felt like, yo, the best thing for me and you to continue building a relationship that we're trying to develop is to do the shit the way that it should have been done from the start. And you gotta, you and Issa can't rock. Like, cause from the rip, mm, I thought she was gonna give Issa some suggestions for the like, block party. Like, I didn't we, think she was gonna step all the way in there. Fam, we're not throwing this together. I don't get how this benefits Condola. I, at, to like, be this deeply involved. Like, I get paid to do this shit. Uh, and I get it, you black. I'm helping you on some black shit, yeah. but like, fam, I'm not doing this shit but for you. I feel like it's a certain point where even if we on some black on black shit, uh, I feel like it's a certain point where I have to take the training wheels off you. 
I can't walk you down this road. I can't proof your flyers. I can't remind you with a checklist every day. Fam, you got you can't proof your flyers. I got you donations. I got you donor. I mean, come on, sponsor. Do you have your sponsor secured? Do you have your flyers proof? Do you have your headliner secured? Do you have I can't do your checklist every day. Like I gotta leave you with the resources I provided. And from there, I gotta kinda let you do if you got questions, I'm here to answer. But I can't do everything for you. And I think that um my guess is that Lawrence and Condola probably talked about it. And that nigga said, yo, I feel like this whole thing with Issa, you got in too deep. And it's starting to affect how you see me and how I see you. Because it's getting awkward now. Naturally, she was my girl for five years. You can't be her best friend. Even if y'all are cool, you can't be her best friend, nigga. That will never not be awkward. That shit just weird. Like, why are you trying to be friends with your with your hey. And I get it. You didn't know it at first. You knew it like a couple weeks later. A month later. But it like, been a month. But we ain't been actively. Yeah. Dead. Like, we probably seen each other twice. Talk on the phone, exchange some texts. Yeah. Once you know that at a month, if you, so flip it around, you a dude, you dating a girl, you realize a month in, a a cat who come record a podcast up here. Who cool, he come, he pay his shit on time, like he a good dude, far as you know. You realize, oh shit, the girl I'm dating is his ex of five years. What you do at that point? Tell him he can't record up here, you let him know, like what you how you re- responding to that? It's a good question. It's deep, but I I tell you what you don't do. You don't even once he find out and it's kind of awkward, I'm but he still come up here him. You're not going to be like, you know what, dog? I want to join y'all pod. I'm going to probably put a little bit of distance. Be honest, I'm going to put a little bit of distance. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm going to be professional, courteous, hey. but you come in, record, I'll get y'all set. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Hey. I'm being, you know what I'm saying? But like, we now, I'm I'm just, I try to be distant in general top. in here. Yeah. Uh, because one, I don't want to be on everybody's pod. Um, and I just want to just keep a, a, a working relationship. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's too it dog, it's very taxing to carry on a lot of personal relationships with everybody to come in here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because everybody who comes in here um has some sort of relationship with you and you, you quote unquote friend, whatever. Yeah. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to manage. You know what I'm saying? So I try to keep and it professional. We understand the city we live in too. Detroit is a small ass place, dog. You get too friendly with too many motherfuckers, you're going to start to cross some lines yeah. that you don't know you crossing till somebody tell you, hey, nigga, you crossed the line. Just having the studio or having a podcast and uh, you had a person on your on your, on your your show and now they're beefing with another person yeah. and they, they align them with you. And I was yeah. like, yo, we not coming up there because you could... Like, fam, we the studio. Like, when that business gets personal, Like, dog. man, we the pod... Like, we'll, we don't... If we have an interview, we're not interjecting our personal opinions, especially if there's someone at odds with each other. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So yeah. yeah. So I, I think that the the elephant in the room exists because whatever's going on, and we don't again, we get a kind of a baby hint that something's been said to Lawrence uh regarding him and Condola's relationship, that he felt the need to maybe explain to Issa as to why Condola wasn't being responsive. We get a hint at that. I thought he was about to say, we ain't kicking it no more. We broke up. So I thought that, and, and my girl thought that, but I felt like that was too obvious. Like, I really feel like that would be like a very uncreative way to approach that. 
I mean, it could be realistic too. But I'm like, yo, was that shit the way y'all was rocking for that two months going into the Thanksgiving episode? Was that one little instance enough to break up? Yeah. Well, not break up, but like. Or stop kicking or whatever. I don't know if they was official or not. So once you start kicking with somebody tough and you have a, a, a view of them and they chose you something totally different. Yeah. Like, fam, you can't never get that original shit back. Yeah. Now, I will say in that moment, because uh, Condola, up until last week's episode, we all rocked with her. Yeah. She was cool. She was nice. She was friendly. She was. Side note. Um, one of the listeners said um, Condola is the name of Felicia Rashard's daughter. Yes. Yes. And that's where that in- inspiration came from. Yeah. Okay. I, I read the article. Somebody okay. sent me that. Yep. Um, Condola Rashad. Felicia Rashad's daughter, she's essentially, like, Issa's, like, she's, like, the girl crush. And she was, like, Lawrence would like a Felicia Rashad type, like, Mm. the type of dude. So she was, like, who else would I have him date but a Felicia Rashad daughter, (laughs) nigga. Um, And I was, like, okay, I kind of understand the inspiration, dog. Uh, So from all we knew prior to last episode, Condola was the shit. I ain't gonna lie. I I really liked her character. Again, thought she was maybe a little too friendly with Issa, but I understand that Issa's a user and she's gonna come to you regardless of how awkward it is. If she needs something from you and you can help, she don't give a fuck. She's gonna overstep. I think I think this season I'm I'm noticing that Issa is a user. I didn't have that impression before the other three seasons. Yeah. I uh I've always thought it, but I think this season it's a reason why it's more prevalent, but we're going to get to that later as we talk about the rest of the episode. So anyway, the scene opened up or the show opened up. Issa can't reach Condola. She need somebody to drop like a a word of advice or feedback on these flyers. She got to get them over there. The other thing that happened in that opening scene, she gets a knock on the door and it's every tenant that lives in her apartment. Like, yo, why the fuck is our water cut off? What's going on? My one nigga like, yo, you fucking on my Airbnb money. Issa was supposed to give them a 24-hour notice that the water was going to be shut off. She didn't. She kind of, as as the block party gets closer, she's slipping on her other priorities. Here's why that's an issue. Because you live there because you're the property manager. You can only afford to live there because rent is half off. But you're not, I don't want to discount how long, how much it takes to set up a festival. yeah. But, like, what the fuck is you doing all day? It don't take all day, every single day, to set up a festival. It don't take, I don't care if it took all day, every day, to set up the festival. You can send out an email or post a flyer to tenants that, hey, the water's going to be cut off tomorrow. Nigga, y'all have 24 hours, and the 9 a.m. you can't the, bathe. The idea about her getting closer to to this or taking up our time. Like, Condola doing all the running through it. Like, so... Condola and Tiffany are event planners. That's their job. That's their livelihood. They shit. Issa shit still ain't together. That's the problem, nigga. Like, so it's something I noticed on this season. And I'm going to give, I'm taking a little bit, not all, but just a little bit back on. You remember it was a few episodes ago I said we see Issa growing like the career the block party was happening and she got her crib now she got her crib together it seemed like she was growing but I kept mentioning that she only has no job and she a Lyft driver and that's her only source of income right now 
you know, so Issa's growth was surface. And what I mean by that, everything she's doing Instagram. looks like it. it's Instagram shit. Yo, I'm putting on this blog party. Yo, I'm doing. And it's like, yo, I get you trying to start your entrepreneurial career. Maybe you take this blog party into like an event planning career where you do shit around uh, where she from Inglewood or whatever. But the person actually growing who I never give credit to, but I kind of realized on this episode actually is showing some growth. Molly. Molly. Molly, I got to give her credit. She's still fucking up. Communication still ain't great. But it's certain shit she did this episode that made me realize, wait a minute. She kind of growing. Let's talk about Molly for a minute, dog. Uh, so we see Molly working. She's been working hard. It's the it's, uh, middle of the night. She working. It's 8, 9 o'clock. She on the computer trying to finish up a brief or whatever she got going on. And Andrew came over. Andrew pulled up. He walked in. Molly got a nice ass crib, by the way. That fucking uh, condo building she lived in looked crazy, nigga. Andrew walks in the crib. He came in. She like immediately starts talking about work. Right? He hit her with the snore noise. Ugh, I don't want to hear it. Snooze fest. That's boring. That nigga Andrew come in and want to fuck. Every he was ready to time. fuck off the top. Every time he come in. And I'm kind of worried like, well, damn, nigga, ain't y'all in a relationship? I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, because they're official now. She said that last year or last week. Pardon yeah, me. Like, but look, here's what I noticed about when he did that. Because it was, Issa was, I, I was giving credit where it was due. And I was shaming niggas where they earned some shame, nigga. So on this episode. She tried to hit Andrew with the work shit. He snorted off. I don't want to talk about that. Let's fuck. I'm here. It's time to fuck. And that's really been his MO. She tried to do Issa like that. Told You remember when Issa called her at work? Girl, work been crazy. Da, da, da. And Issa said, yeah, no, nah, that's cool. But uh, instantly mad at Issa. Not instantly mad at the nigga plugging you with some dick. Hmm. Well, because that's the, not healthy. Well, the Issa shit been going on three months the now. Issa shit been going now on for like, a minute. But the Andrew shit ain't necessarily not been going on. It's still a certain level of depth that nigga seem uninterested in going to. Even with y'all being official, yo, I go with you just to shut you the fuck up. Sure, we ain't getting all deep into it. Now, granted, I like Andrew. I like his character. I feel like he the only dude that's dated Molly that's been like a hundred with her from the rip. Like when she do something fucked up, he tell her. And it's a couple parts of this episode. I'm like, all right, Andrew got in his bag a little bit. But I did notice. Soon as he said, I don't want to hear about that work shit, Molly was like, fuck it. When Issa said it, problems galore, nigga. So anyway, he came over. Molly was like, yo, I know we were supposed to do all this shit tonight or whatever, but I got to finish up some work. Why don't you kick it in my room? Chill out. I'll be in here by nine. She came in there at a quarter to two. Andrew was asleep. Now, she came in there and told that nigga, wake up. It's only one way to wake a nigga up. You gotta get a nigga some head. Like it's that's the yeah. that's why you wake me up and I'm not angry no, no. more. When you wake me up with some head, I'm officially I'm woke. I'm woke. I'm up. I'm up. I'm up, did he damn? What the fuck? So she went back in there after pause. she finished up work. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a lot less pausey on the CD. Nigga, <laughs> go listen to life after death. Uh so she came back in there, she hit Andrew with a little couple kisses on the back, let him know I'm back in the room. I didn't think that was gonna end well, but it did. It did. I did think he was gonna snap on her. I ain't gonna lie. Just cause Or stay asleep or some shit. Or 
any of that, like fart and roll over a nigga, any like, of that type right, shit. Right, yeah. I'm like, all right, Miley, that didn't work. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, no. What's you supposed to do? Andrew, real nigga, again, when you come in there and you ready to get on the freaky time, I don't want to talk. I don't want to do nothing. I know I just bullshitted you, so I have to wake you up on freaky time. I'm with that. I'm with the shit. So she came back in there with the shits. They got it in. Life was good again. Then they go to Tiffany crib, and this is where the majority of the episode happened on this Tiffany scene, dog. Or no, no, no. Was Tiffany before? Uh, I can't even tell you what scene. Fuck it. Let's just talk. About, we ain't got to do the scene by scene breakdown. They go to Tiffany crib. Tiffany wanted everybody to just come over and spend some time with her and the baby and Derek and all that. Sh- I finally learned that nigga name, Derek. I it I don't know why I didn't know her husband's name, dog. But it's Derek, and I I had to write that down. Literally, it's in my notes. That nigga's name is Derek. It says it right here in my notes. They go to Tiffany crib and we get another awkward Issa Molly moment when they looking at the parking spot. Issa pulled up, about to pull into the spot. She was going back in, do her little uh, fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Parallel park. Parallel park. Molly pulled up right behind her. Molly was finna swerve in. They almost bumped into each other. They did a little back and forth ping pong. Who going to get the spot? Who going to get the spot? Issa finally just said, fuck it. I'm going to go around the corner. nigga." Clearly Issa there first. She was clearly. I'm parallel parking, fam. Like, like, like you, you're not here first. Dog. I pulled up first. Like you're I'm not. Here. This, this not a. This not a question. Like it's not who. Like it's a. It's a one way street. Like. I did laugh when Issa was like, "Oh, I'm gonna just go around the corner. Michelle ain't finished becoming." <laughs> yeah, I was crying, dog. All right, so they they had a little back and forth about the parking. Issa went and parked at a strip club that's next to a church. She walked up. They walk in together, and when they walking in. Molly was like, yo, my bad. I missed the last couple Sundays. We've been doing our little Sunday thing or whatever. She like, work been so crazy. And Issa like, girl, I've been busy too. So, you know, this block party shit got me going crazy. But you still want to do it, right? You still want to do our like, because they was like, Sunday don't work, but we could pick another day. You still want to do this shit. And they both did the awkward, yeah, yeah, no, I still want to. So let's talk about their relationship, dog. What we saw this episode, or what I saw at least on this episode, they're the same person. They feel the exact same way about one another. I'm your friend, and you not mine. When I need you, you don't come through. It's like, I'm okay with relationships changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. You know what I'm saying? And I'm okay with the frequency of communication and things like that because that happens over time. There's some years that me and insert friend here is really, really close and we yeah. talking and other times where it's not, but that's still going to be my friend. Facts, facts. Um, their lives are both changing. They say when you enter a, a, when a, a, you enter into a new relationship, you lose two friends. Yeah. Um, just, be, just because you literally just, naturally, you just don't have time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got a new job that's going to be like it's okay for to not to be able to 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 do something every Sunday or for for schedules not yeah. to align. Like that don't take away the x amount of years that we've been friends. Like it's cool. Yeah. And when things aren't exactly how they always used to be, it doesn't mean that that is a deficiency or there's something wrong. It just is. It's not a fault. It is what it is. If they will allow relationships to change and go through ebb and flows, I think they will be better. But not they think that, oh, shit, because we had a disagreement, we have to act like we used to act all growing up or this or we're not best friends anymore. So what I noticed is 
agreed on all points you just said. Molly doesn't want to see Issa grow. Issa doesn't want to see Molly happy. Because Molly's used to Issa not being in a grown space. She's used to Issa needing her, needing something, needing favors, sort of being down on her luck, can't afford to do nothing, going through relationship problems, career problems. That's the Issa she's used to. Issa is used to Molly fucking up relationships, fucking up at work. You succeed in that work, but you fucking up the relationships you have with people at work. I'm used to you not being in a good spot personally and professionally. Man, I, um, a mentor of mine and a former um, Sunday school teacher of mine, mm-hmm. um, when I was like 12th grade, about to graduate from high school, Yeah, um, he had a conversation. This always stick with me. He had a conversation and he uh, referenced like... Um, Tell me, like, look at the friends that you do have yeah, and those that you have that may be your best friends and things of that nature. And he essentially was like, listen, you guys are only friends because of circumstances, mm. because every day for the last 12 years, y'all walked into the same schools each day. Yeah. And because y'all was in proximity to each other, y'all are friends. So y'all are friends because of this same set of circumstances. Yeah. He says, once those circumstances change and person A goes here and person A go to college or go to workforce or whatever, those who stay friends, those like are, are real friendships. Yeah. What I've noticed is between Molly and Issa, they were they are friends because of the circumstances that they were in. Mm-hmm. To your point, one was always fucked up and needed advice and yeah. one was always the person with the money and doing yeah, whatever. She was you know in a position saying? that she felt comfortable yeah. in. Yeah. So these two circumstances that y'all were in helped fill in those gaps now that that your circumstances have changed y'all don't know how to react yeah like it's like a motherfucker that you always laugh and joke with like at some point i want to be serious yeah like stop fucking playing with me yeah because they need to stop playing with each other and and talk like in a like talk but the minute that they try to be serious they avoid it they've been this whole talk they were supposed to have thanksgiving that Issa avoided i'm putting that 100 on Issa. Because you were supposed to go over there and kick it, and then your brother gave you that terrible ass advice. You ain't got to do nothing you don't want to do or whatever. Fam, y'all be giving memes as advice. Life ain't a meme, nigga. Just pick up the phone. We ain't Fam, gotta be face to you face. ain't got to go over there and have pie. But what you do got to do if you want to resolve that relationship problem is talk to your friend. Facts. You got to call her. You. It's been a month now, and they standing on Tiffany porch talking about we still need to have that talk. When the fuck are we going to have it? It's been a month. And guess what? Another month could flow by just as quickly. Tomorrow ain't promised. Tomorrow ain't promised at all, nigga. Everybody who living on earth right now knows tomorrow ain't promised. It ain't a motherfucking game, dog. Talk to your friends. But they ain't doing that. They avoiding it. And then so everything they say. You remember a week ago, two weeks ago when I said as much as Molly has been a problem leading up to this season with, with their friendship. The thing that's going to tip their shit into where Issa says at the beginning of episode one, I ain't fucking with Molly no more. The thing that causes them to fall out, it's going to be Issa's fault. And I think this episode really kind of showed more in that direction or went more in that direction. Issa doesn't recognize that Molly has the same issues with her that she has with Molly. Well, they both recognize it. They just scared to say it. I don't think Issa see it. I think Issa is completely oblivious to the fact. I think Issa, because she's been in a position where Molly was the bad friend for the majority of whatever, 
now that Issa doesn't need her. Well, no, they they know because both of them and both of them know because both of them asked the other person. Hey, yeah. Did she say something about yeah, us? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You know okay, what I'm saying? Because right, right, like, yeah. so did she did she mention that? No, what you mean? Yeah. Oh, you know, things just been a little bit different. Like yeah. they both know something up. So while they over at Tiffany Crib, um, it was just a million awkward moments. It was the one moment where Issa said, "Okay, Molly, I see you red table talking." And Molly's like, no, nah, I'm just trying to talk about having a supportive boyfriend. Like, like I made a joke, nigga. And it's just like, but now your jokes ain't even funny to me. We anymore. always rag on each other. But because y'all don't want to address the elephant in the room, each of that shit is super personal. Kelly now. and Tiffany laughed. Molly was sitting there straight offended. Like Molly nah. wants to be recognized as normal because mm-hmm. she's been the unnormal person. Yeah. She offered up, yeah, so that's what you do while you're in a relationship because yeah. when that love is strong, like, man, she'll be in a relationship for two and a half she months. She's trying to have it, and if you ain't invite that nigga top. to Thanksgiving. It ain't that strong. Man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but she wanted that validation from others like, hey, I'm whole. Yeah. I've been a, I've been, I've been a wreck all this time. I'm whole. Look, I got a boyfriend. Hey, we happy. This is what you do. You give and take. You it. And the other part of what she said that's what you do in a relationship, da da da. Because work has been killing me, girl. This case, she also wants y'all to validate. Hey, career is going well too. Yeah, but it's been a lot. I have so much on my plate. I always, I already thought that I was a shit. Yeah, I got everything all checked out. Only thing y'all was like was my love life is yeah. shit, and I had a, some shit fucked up at the job. So now come validate me again. Yeah, look at that. I got a boyfriend. I'm, I'm, I'm good, right? My job is working good. Yeah. I'm good, right? And I'm able to balance the two. Woo! Look at me. I'm Molly. Issa just like, uh. but Issa wants some look at me points too. Cause hey, look at my, look at my block party that I'm finna get off. And I and I, I the reason I say that because when Schoolboy Q backed out when she got that call or voicemail text whatever it was, she didn't tell them what happened. She just left. She went in there and said, hey, y'all, something came up. I got to go. Yeah. And Molly initially thought, oh, look, Lauren's leaving. She leaving. Hmm. I know what they doing. Whole time, Issa don't want to tell y'all, hey, something just got fucked up because she doesn't want y'all to think, she here go Issa fucking up again. You know what would be, what would could fix all this shit, dog? Mm. If Issa just told Molly, man, I'm proud of you. Mm. I'm proud. I'm, I, 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 you know what? You've been going through all this stuff with different yeah, yeah. men or whatever. We've been, you know, we used to talk shit and whatever. But like, you know, Andrew seemed to got your shit together, and it seemed like um, you finally getting into your groove at work. And on the on the reverse end of that, it's Molly can be like, you know what, he's proud of you too. I'm proud of you too. A year ago, you was homeless. Yeah, sitting on somebody else's couch, sleeping on some couch. Now you didn't um, got yourself stable. You didn't put together. Um, an event that's about to come out. Like I'm proud of you. We both yeah. making strides. We we. This is how we should have invented our lives when we was coming up. Yeah. And then that will be it. And you know what we can do? You know when you said this such and such, man, that kind of hurt my feelings. I know yeah. we laugh and we joke a lot, but like when you said that shit, it hurt my feelings because you know what? Deep down, I kind of believe that to be the truth. Yeah. And I don't want that to be about myself, so I'm gonna work on that. And like if y'all just be honest with each other and have a conversation then that could fix the whole thing. Wouldn't be a good TV show, but... No, it'd be a horrible show, and that should this would be the final season. Right. This would be it. Even though I don't think that they have more than two seasons left. One more season, I'm done. I think that they're going to go to six. I don't want six. They just... Oh, by the way, they announced five. Uh, HBO picked up five. Let this be the last. I think they're going to go to six. Don't overstay your welcome with 30-minute episodes. I have thoughts of... And it's funny, somebody commented when Issa posted... Uh, 
that they were the writers were doing a Zoom call and preparing to start writing season five. Somebody in the comments said, "Oh, y'all preparing to write them hour long episodes?" And Issa, she commented, and "Was like, nah." I'm like, dog. I get that y'all got ten, and we appreciate ten, but you gotta get so much doesn't give, get explored. Give me six at forty five minutes. Hey. Give me 10 at 30, nigga. I can't deal with the 27. Like, it'd be episodes that, like, uh, for instance, this week, when you said it felt short, uh, I get that every episode you're not going to explore every single thing, but it's it'd be certain shit left off the table. And with this season in particular, advancing a month every episode, leaving shit off the table on one episode means it's never getting addressed. Now, um, Derek... And Tiffany shit is starting to they they start they starting to starting to bubble up. up. Yeah. So uh, thank God, by the way, because I would have really been power mad at them had they just never re-explored the shit. So Derek and Lawrence are up there with uh, Tiffany and Derek's daughter. They kicking it, having a real nigga combo. I seen some comments that I ain't really like about what Derek said during this conversation. And I'm like, this is why niggas don't talk because the shit that we think y'all will criticize and judge. He didn't say nothing perverted he said uh, some shit that fathers really think about their daughter dog like damn she gonna grow up and a nigga gonna fuck one day like that's and i don't have a kid so my don't you can't cancel me nigga but that's what dads with daughters think like damn think about this 16 in 16 years somebody gonna finger my little nigga i'm trying to stick his little finger in here like "Hmm." that's a thought that's why niggas buy guns. Literally. Yeah, why you, hey, that's why when the the whole prom scene in Bad Boys 2, nigga, or Homecoming, whatever that was, y'all have to see what Jay just did with this beer can, nigga. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And we, we didn't bust out laughing, but we are not editing this out. This nigga Jay just bugged the fuck out. Nigga. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Yo, y'all had to see this nigga face, dog. <laughs> Like, I just drunk out this beer can and it snatched a uh it snatched a piece of hair out of my fucking mustache. Nigga, this nigga, this it took the root out this motherfucker. Nigga. I don't even know what the end of this motherfucker is, dog. That's like the God's super glue on the end of my like, damn. I'm glad it was just one. I fuck around have a patch on my shit. shit. That shit hurt it too. That was fucking classic. Nigga snuck, took one individual hair and yanked dog, that shit out. He's, that nigga Jay face looked like somebody had just like he got one of them damn murder wasps up in his. <laughs> I got oh, a fucking wax shit. on my fucking lips. <laughs> that's what that's what y'all feel when rip that shit out. You got anyway. Oh man, that was phenomenal, nigga. Don't edit none of that. No. All right. Uh, so yeah, Derek and um and Lawrence is up there. They talking. Derek like I'm yo. Scared to drink this <laughs> my finger on this one. How am I supposed to drink this can without this nigga about to tape me. down the lid and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I brought my camera too. I should have recorded this shit. If y'all would have seen this nigga's face, Insecure Season Ten would be coming out right now, nigga. He looked like he had. I didn't know what happened to you, nigga. <laughs> I said, what the fuck happened? Did just somebody yeah. hit you? Yeah, look and see the motherfucking hair stick out. So this nigga got hit by Ghost Dad, nigga. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was phenomenal, dog. All right. Woo. That was great. Um, <laughs> That's funny, though. So Derek and Lawrence was up there kicking it, man. And they was just having a real nigga combo, man. Lawrence is like, yo, you got a daughter, bro. Like, can you believe it? Derek like, man, I can't. 
But he said something that was very telling. He said, me and Tiffany wasn't even planning on having a kid this early now. Because somebody had referenced, like, man, y'all good because, you know what I'm saying, y'all playing everything. And mm-hmm. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. He's like, oh, nigga, we ain't playing this shit. He said, we ain't playing this shit. We was planning on getting married and traveling the world. Nigga. That's what we was going to do. And then we had a kid. Now, if you recall two seasons ago, Tiffany said, I'm going to be at Issa's watching the finale of Due North. And Derek thought she was over there. But then Tiffany called Kelly and said, I'm not going to make it. And Derek never knew nothing else about it. And this was all while Derek was saying, Tiffany had a work husband, but I had to go up there and shut that shit down. Like, no. Did you, though? Because I don't know if she shut it down, nigga. And what's up with Tiffany not really caring? You know what? Ah. Hmm. Tiffany don't seem really involved with this child. She like, uh, you know, I don't love the child all the time. I mean, like, I don't like I don't the like child. the child all yeah. the time. Yeah. But, I mean, but, but I love it every day. Yeah. Maybe she like that because that's not they baby. Mm. And that the guilt and that, that weirdness she, she was feeling something. when she was pregnant. She knows something. She was like, how am I going to deal with this shit? Now that the baby here. Yeah. She probably having a hard time connecting with the baby because every time you see that baby, you know that you cheated on your it's husband. Reminder. And this is not his son. Mm. Or daughter. I mean, daughter. Yeah. This is not his daughter. The kid is not my son, though. Yeah. You know so, like, maybe that's what's going on. Mm, so, they daughter, Billie Jean. Billie Jean. That's a cold-ass song, by the way. I mean. When you think about it, like, nigga, the kid ain't my son. Man. Billie Jean's not my love. <laughs> just another Mike one that, was in his bag, nigga, Just another one that think that I'm the one. And he did the video just walking down the block, glowing on fucking steps and shit, nigga. Like, mm. I don't know what y'all thought, but that's not my son. She's man. one of my hoes. She's the only one. Man. Michael Jackson, the first future. <laughs> Michael Jackson, the first toxic nigga. <laughs> if future did Billy Jean over. <laughs> I mean, let me get in contact with future people. He probably did, nigga. I wouldn't doubt if future got it sampled somewhere. But uh, so then Lawrence and, and Derek, they continue their convo. Derek was like, yo, man, it's just crazy that I got a daughter. Like, you know, I, I look at her and. I just can't believe that when she get older, he was like, I was a filthy nigga before Tiffany. I did women dirty. Like, I I was not a good dude. And I knew I was going to have a daughter, which is what they say, nigga. The the grimiest niggas have daughters. I kind of already, I'm prepared to have a daughter, nigga, because I used to be one of them grimy ass niggas. So I kind of in my mind already know I'm going to have a little girl. And I understood where Derek was coming from, like, dog. When my daughter get older, a little nigga gonna be trying to finger her and shit. Like, I ain't necessarily think that graphically because I don't have a kid, but you you wonder that. Like, bruh, like, my girl, gonna, she gonna be a woman someday. And he said, like, all the women I played, they was daughters. And he, that was real shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey. that's real. So now you have to deal with your own. Yeah, you got to deal with your own karma, man. And uh, unfortunately, it might. Not saying that it's guaranteed your daughter going to grow up and get done dirty by niggas. But you worry about it because you know how dirty you did a lot of the women yeah. in your life, man. So I felt a whole combo. I didn't think it was nothing weird and nothing awkward. But something else that happened during this scene, man, uh, Lawrence and Issa went outside to talk. Lawrence literally came downstairs and said, Issa, can I talk to you? Went outside, they kicked it. While they was talking, Molly's looking from upstairs. Hating. Hating. She had her hater uh, look on. She looking out the window, and she see them talking. Projecting, like, look at you, about to go fuck something up again. Yeah, and it's like, bro, because Molly, we all know, she ain't been here for 
Issa Condolan Lawrence's little triangle. She ain't been here for a minute of it. She keep telling Issa it's messy, da da da, whatever. So Issa and Lawrence outside talking. Lawrence initially the combo was about the baby. It wasn't even about nothing crazy. I hate Lawrence, but the hey, how you doing? He gets a little too. He care too much. Lawrence care too much. Yeah. He not he not treating Issa like the ex that you have to be friends with because your current girl is her friend. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little Lawrencey sometimes. I, I think we all are, dog. To be honest, like you know, especially if you were, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I take, I but take I, that I'm gonna tell you why he's why he's I, that way specifically. Because Issa's doing good in life, uh, on the surface, like he don't know the problems that she having. And, and Loki Lawrence should be the one with the attitude. He deserved it. Like he deserves to carry an attitude. He deserves to be mad. Fam, like, I I finally try to move on and you gonna try to be friends with my girl. Like, no, nigga. And you cheated on me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I should be the bitter one. You cheated on me. I left you. And now here I am trying to be civil on behalf of the relationship you have with my girl. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. But nevertheless, he out back. He like, yo, so I wanted to talk to you, da, da, da. And she was like, man, the block party's going good, da, da, da. But she was like. Condola sent him to like. To let her know. So that's where I think they didn't break up. That that was my other thought is that maybe she was like, look, I know you have to see her because y'all have a mutual friend group and you're probably going to run into her. Let her know that me and you decided it's probably best that me and her don't continue the working relationship that we had because it was getting a little close. And it's not even a working relationship. It was personal. Because like I'm not making no money off this shit. This is what I do for a living. That was a very, they were getting very close. And I can't have that. And I feel like after the Thanksgiving shit, specifically the convo that him and Condola had about exes when he ran them. So I felt like him throwing out, yo, are you still in love with your ex or whatever? Are you not over your ex? That's what he said. And she said, yo, if anybody got to worry about an ex, it should be me. I feel like that convo. No, like, bitch, you ain't over my ex. (laughs) shit y'all you just start dating my ex actually yeah i feel like that thanksgiving conversation led them to saying you know what i don't want them to to, i don't want them to fuck that up i want condola i want condola and lawrence to move forward yeah that and so when we was talking about obviously they got season five uh already secured but potentially a season six where i think this show could expand is if they started exploring the other characters on this show keep condola and lawrence because i want to see their relationship go all the way through whatever not necessarily like them get married and shit but i want to see their relationship go long term i want to see all that shit i want to know more about kelly i want to see this Derek and tiffany shit really play out stop side charactering these niggas because it's a whole lot of show left that don't get explored mm-hmm. and if you go and continue these seasons what's the opposite of insecure Nigga, confident. Can we get a spinoff called Confidence? <laughs> Nigga, something and an overconfidence, overconfident. Mm, yeah, and, that's and probably then, more. You know what I'm yeah. saying, or or something like that. Because I just I feel like it's like we don't know shit about Kelly, and we know the actress is one of the main writers on the show, so that's cool. But I we don't know a, shit about her character. I took an insecure quiz. <laughs> and, um, let me show you what mine says. Who I'm like, I meant to, I, 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 I forgot to put it in the um, This Week in Culture uh, Facebook joint. Yeah, throw that up in there. But um, I did one one time, like back probably during season one. That shit said I was most like uh, Chad, and I kind of agree with that. 
Um, I was most like Kelly. Mm. Uh, if I can find this shit, uh, I sent it to <laughs> I'm gonna find this Kelly shit, and I was like, and when it when it when they showed it to me, I was like, I knew I was I knew I was gonna get Kelly before I yeah. even did it. Uh, you're just like Kelly. You're a no nonsense individual who has no problem saying exactly how it is and enjoys talking about taboo subjects that other people might find uncomfortable. Your favorite thing to do is laugh and make other people laugh too. And for that reason, people love being around you, even if you can be a little bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Read me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that, um, of all the characters on this show, man, I'm really, I'm interested in Kelly and her life. I would like to see more of Molly and Andrew, not Molly by herself. I feel like we know enough about Molly to say we know Molly. I kind of think Andrew overrated. Here's why I want to see more of Molly and Andrew, because I want to see if he actually likes her. I can't tell. Let's dog. go to Molly and Andrew. Let's talk about Molly and Andrew, dog. So we already talked about the initial scene where he came in there. She talked about work. That nigga said, where the pussy at? Cool. In general, what we learn about Molly in this episode, she's been working a lot. She got a case that's going crazy. She at work late nights. Da 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 da. I counted three, but there could have been four. I think it was the fourth. I meant to go back to count, and I never did. But there were three different occasions where Molly played Andrew on their plans because she had to keep working. One was when he came over for whatever little at the crib night, little sex fest they was finna have. And she said, go to bed. I'll be in there by nine. And she came in at 2 a.m. You played me. We had plans to do something. I ended up falling asleep in your bed because you was working. That was one. Two was when she was stuck at work with the mother two uh, attorneys she worked with. And the one girl was like, I got to get home. My kid's been eating uh, pizza dough. I got to get to the fucking or pie crust. I got to get to the crib. And Molly was like, I could stay. And she texts Andrew, I ain't coming to the listening party. Andrew works at Live Nation, was probably at an artist listening party that he cool with or something or that he worked with. Uh, and she was like, you know what? I can't make it. I got to work. That was two. The third time was um at Tiffany Crib. He was like, we still on for the movies? She was like, I'm going to probably be over here for a minute. You know, we promised Tiffany we'll stay all day. That was three. I thought that was kind of wild. Fam, leave. Lawrence left. Issa left. Kelly's still. Kelly is Tiffany's best friend. You don't. Why are you here, Molly? Go. I get that. Listen, once you get a uh, in a relationship, like your, your 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 girlfriends don't take precedent. They can't. They cannot. That's as a dude. That's one of the most frustrating parts about being in a relationship when your girls take precedent over the time me and you supposed to be spending. Together. Because had that be the other way around, oh, you trying to harm your fucking boys? How your boy do? Well, it was. I'm glad you said that. So after getting played a million times during this episode, Molly and Andrew finally go to dinner. It's a date night. They go to dinner. And while they at dinner, they having a good time. Shit's going well. And Molly's like, yo, so I figure once we leave here, we go over to such and such, get some whiskey. Then we get some edibles back in my crib. And then we fuck. Now, does this sound like a great night, nigga? Dinner, whiskey, edibles, and sex? Nigga, story of my life. These is all my desires. This is what I asked genies for. Like, I, I want to do anything Molly just said. Problem is, 
Andrew already had plans with his boys for after dinner. I didn't like this passive aggressive shit though. That he did? Yeah. No, no, no. It was whack because I wish he would have said, because I ain't mad at him having plans. But once I hear the new ones, I'm canceling that shit. Mm -mm. Once I hear the new ones, I'm canceling those plans. But what I'm also telling you is because you've played me on all these other occasions where we have, because Molly said specifically, well, this is because Andrew was like, yo, well, I ain't think that you wouldn't have to work tonight, like after dinner. And she was like, but it's date night. Fam, we had three other date nights and you didn't care about canceling on me. But now that I'm telling you I got plans, it's an issue. I only made plans as a backup in case you hit me with, oh, I got to work. But once she say I don't have to work, I have the night. Like Andrew can't see your niggas, dog. Like genuinely, generally speaking, yeah, I'm gonna go where I'm happy at. Mm -hmm. So if me and you and dating or hey. whatever, and and the fellas hit me up saying such and such, and I get more enjoyment of being with you, yeah, I'm gonna stay with you. Here's the thing, and vice versa, because I'm gonna watch this fight tonight. No, no, no. Uh, and that's, so either so me and my girl watched this episode together and she said, yo, that's something I had to learn that, yo, it's some nights where you're going to be like, babe, I'm going to watch this playoff game. I'm going with the fellas. I'll be back. We'll link right the fuck back up. Yeah. Especially if like. <sighs> <laughs> the frustration. Like when you live with somebody. Oh, man. And then they tell you that, that we don't spend enough time together. How the fuck How? not? How? We spend a whole 24, nigga. No, it's not lost to me what you talking about, but like, no, I, I live here. Yeah. Like, my night gonna end with you and my morning gonna begin with you. Yeah. Like, I like, no, that should irritate the fuck out yeah. of me. Yeah. Um, Whatever. I think women say a lot of shit that's like illogical. Uh, and... In this moment, that's where I felt Molly was coming from when she was like, but it's date night. Like, fam. So, fuck the movies, my artist uh, album release party, and the that fuck shit fest. <laughs> that shit. I mean, all right, right, nice. Who you got? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, babe, you still want to go to the movies? Mm, no, I'm over here with a baby that I'm not even with right now. I'm downstairs and a baby upstairs with Kelly and the daddy. I'm looking out the window at Lisa. Hey, I mean, yeah, like, come on, fam. Like, what are we? I, I didn't get what she was on. But to your point about Andrew's passive aggressiveness, I felt like once he said, yo, I had plans, he should have immediately followed that up by, yo, now that I know you available, like, I'm canceling. But what he did was like, let the little awkwardness and the you awkwardness get, you brew. You want to get his jabs in? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Because he can, like, he that. was sticking them in there, and then at the end, he threw in the like. Well, at the end of the, at the right, well, I guess I'll call uh, such and such and cancel. At the end of the Seth. day, like your feelings were hurt when she canceled on you. Facts. So you said, "I'm gonna hurt her feelings." Yeah, again. I'm gonna hurt her feelings yeah. back. Because it was like, yo, in that moment, you literally could have explained to her, "My feelings were hurt when you canceled on me," but more importantly. You've canceled on me several times over the last month because you've been working a lot. Shit, last week. Yeah. So I didn't know that beyond dinner you would still be available. I thought you were going to tell me you had to go to work, so I made other plans. But I'm going to cancel those because I really do want to do everything you do. Fam, dinner, whiskey, edible sex. And then she said I'm no, right? Yeah, she said, no, nah, don't cancel your plans. Because now nah, you told me you didn't want to. Because and... all them jabs he threw he now. Like, he now he's her... like, fine, I'll cancel. Yeah. No, nigga, don't. And he was like, let me call the boys and tell them I ain't playing poker. Uh, uh, 
And she was like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. But talk about Molly's growth for a minute. Because yep. two things I want to talk about. Molly's growth and also her selfishness. Start with the growth. Start with the positive. The growth has been shown several times over the season. I hadn't seen it till this episode. She came over and apologized to Andrew. She brought champagne and whatever the fuck was in that box, some cookies or some shit. I don't know, nigga. But she came over there and she said, yo, I know I've been working a lot. <laughs> that nigga's body. He was trying to break up with her. He hit her with that moment. That nigga said, look, man, I'm going to keep it real with you. I just worry that, you know, I get busy too. And I just worry that our schedules might not be compatible. And now that we getting kind of serious, like, I don't know how, I don't yeah. know how this going to work for me. But Molly came back with the growth. She said, yo, but don't you want to work that? This is something we could work out, right? We then can she, figure it out. Then she was like, you know what? Usually, I don't make it this far in a relationship. Yeah. This is new for me. She kept it a bug. Let me, let, me, let me figure out how to maneuver. She said, I never make it to the point where I have to balance a relationship with my work. That's real. I'm, and be honest, like, ain't nobody been important enough for me to try to make that decision. That's real. Now, what do you think about... Andrew, that's why I say overrated. Like, nigga, she a lawyer. Like, I don't, I don't got rap music hours. Man, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. this shit has to be done. Yeah, because this is like, like, fam, don't date a fucking lawyer then. And like, I mean, I, I guess, granted, he was trying to not date one at that point. <laughs> but like, like, what you like? This is a career. Like, this not, this not a thing that's gonna. All right, this is gonna go away sometime. No, man. it could get worse. I feel like if Andrew was gonna leave, this was his moment. Now Andrew's leaving though. And that's what I'm saying. Now he gotta show and prove. Cause if he don't, it's gonna be an ugly breakup. And Molly gonna have a real Molly's had ugly breakups with niggas she went out on one date with. Jadena. Two dates with the Enterprise gay nigga. A couple months of bad, or I'm sorry, uh, inappropriate sex with dro like niggas who she ain't even have serious dope connections and bonds with and all that she's had bad breakups so it's gonna get bad if andrew don't kind of step into this and just be a little bit more understanding a little bit more communicative about where he coming from yeah uh but other areas of growth i've seen in molly she wants to have this convo with Issa. she's like all but begging Issa, let's talk she even thought Issa called her to talk about it but that ain't what Issa called about we're going to get to what he said called about in a minute. Uh, her brother last week told her, yo, how long are you going to be mad at that? Because you dragging this shit. Next time we see her, she brought her dad a slice of pie. She was kind of being normal. again. She on his team playing uh, Pictionary, whatever the fuck they was yeah, playing. I nigga. That shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that at all. Yeah, yeah. She brought her dad a slice of pie and she sat next to him and was on his team. And it was like uh, taboo. That's what they was playing. But it was like. I right, you're you're trying to make the relationships you have work instead of doing what Molly normally did and saying, oh, you know what? Fuck that nigga. I like it. Yeah. Now, on the selfishness tip, Molly wants what she wants when she wants it. And we saw that with the Andrew shit. Fam, I'm going to cancel on everything we had planned. But the one time I have all night, you better be available, nigga. Because my shit isn't more important than yours. Mm, nah, it's more important to you. Tiffany ain't more important than me. I'm, I'm Molly. I'm a lawyer. Yeah, Tiffany and that baby ain't more important than me. That's just the facts. Issa, after uh, Schoolboy Q canceled the joint, said he wasn't doing it. She called Molly immediately. Now, initially, I liked Molly's first question. Yo, before, well, first, when she called Molly, she said, Hey, girl, do you have a minute to talk? 
Molly immediately thought this was the convo that they've been avoiding. So she jumped straight into her life. Girl, work been so crazy, da da da. You know, Issa was like, nah, that's not what I again. This is Molly doing what Molly does. I want to talk about what I want to talk about when I'm ready. If you wanted to talk about work to Issa, Molly, you should have called her. But she didn't. She called you, whatever. Issa, like, yeah, no, work sound crazy, girl. But anyway, uh, my headliner dropped out. Molly goes, There's a new artist that I want. Yeah. Somebody, you know, hold on. Yeah. And she like, I, you know, I knew uh, Andrew works over there and I was wondering if you could maybe ask him if he could introduce me to that artist. And Molly's like, wait, before we get into all that, did you have a contract with your headline with Schoolboy Q? Now, initially, I thought Molly was finna like look out on some lawyer shit. Like, nah, he can't. can't. Nigga, we will sue Schoolboy Q. She, that's where she went. But Molly was like, just hit me up. I mean, or Issa, 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 Issa was just like, hit me up, hit me up. Yeah. Like, did you, did you miss a payment? Yeah, yeah. A very, but a very I feel like Molly was jabbing. Yeah. Molly was jabbing, yeah. Very accusatory. And I think that's why Issa jumped, because Molly was jabbing. Like, yeah, these are very relevant questions. Don't get me wrong, nigga. Now, how this would be, but like, um, first, like, you know, I'm a lawyer. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can help. I'm going to ask you a couple yeah. questions to see what, what I can do. And I felt like it was a way on the back end that Molly could have helped before. Like, she could have said... Before she said, yo, I'll ask Andrew if he can uh, introduce you to this artist and put you on. Yeah. She could have said, why don't you send me the contract so I can make sure before I even get Andrew involved that this is a proper contract to secure an artist. Like send that over to me. Like it was a way to do that and not be like, yeah, girl, I guess I'll ask Andrew. But she did it and she knew she ain't want to. She told Issa, sure, I'll ask, knowing that her and Andrew was kind of. Not in a great space. That's some shit that I don't do. Uh, and I probably should do more of. But I mean, I got a lot of friends who connected to a lot of people. Yeah. And I know a lot of people. But I, I always have a a thing about asking like, yo, could you come and do this? Now, I'll ask a stranger off rip. Hey, what's up, brother? Uh, I like it. I like it. Your movement you got on there. I got a podcast. Would you? I want you to come on and have a guest. Talk about it. Chop it up. Cool. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But I'm not about to go ask my famous friend yeah leo could you come do this because now i feel like i'm i'm like i don't like i don't like positioning my friendship to benefit me i feel like i'm using that as a bargain tool like yeah. no i'm your friend because i'm your friend not because you hold this level of status yeah, or something. you can give me something yeah. so and that's kind of where uh with Issa and molly's friendship where i feel like we're at a fork in the road up until now their friendship has been conditional Issa always needed something and Molly could always provide it for the prior to this episode for the whole season. Uh, Issa didn't need anything from Molly because Molly, you can't help me now. I have a crib. I don't need to sleep on your couch. I don't need money from you right now. And then the connections that I need are coming from Condola. So Issa was treating Condola damn near how she used to treat Molly. Like you're the greatest friend in the world. Cause you helping me. I thought this is where the, it's Issa fault thing was coming into play. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought that she was going to ask Andrew. Andrew was going to buck at it. Mm. They get into it, yeah, break yeah. up, and now she blames Issa. Issa says, no, that's not right, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You blowing up on me. And then they had this big blow up. That's what I thought this Which was Which could to. still happen, though. Like it's definitely still a window for that to happen. I'm glad. I'm glad Molly didn't do it though. No, one hundred percent. Molly shouldn't have done it. Cause here's the thing. Here's where Issa was inappropriate. 
And here's where her selfishness comes into play. You asking me for something, you don't know. I realized this episode, Issa don't really know shit about Molly and Andrew's relationship. You didn't know when they was fucking two episodes ago or that they had already fucked. You Because she Molly kept it from her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, you ain't been around to talk. I've talked to Kelly and Tiffany. You ain't been around. You've been with Condola doing this block party shit. Then on the episode last week, Thanksgiving, when uh, Molly was like, you know, now that we're official now, do you think I should bring him to Thanksgiving? Issa like, girl, nah, so you can fuck it up. You going to scare that nigga off. And it's like, yo, I'm asking you that because me and him are actually serious. But you clearly don't know that because you ain't around, nigga. And I feel like, again, you don't know that right now me and Andrew kind of going through something. Yeah. Because I ain't, you ain't really available for me to talk to like you normally would be. So you don't realize how inappropriate me asking him could he introduce you to fucking DJ Mustard would be. Or whoever she was trying to ask about. Um, I thought that shit was hilarious when she started writing Beyonce on Instagram. Though. That, that nigga said, hey, Beyonce, how you doing? I've been sick and I'm dying. Because <laughs> I did that when I was in sixth grade trying to go to a Lakers game. I reached out to them uh, trying to see if I could meet Kobe and shit when they came to play the Pistons. Long time ago, nigga. Or not sixth grade. Like That was probably eighth grade. Um, anyway. So, yeah, Issa in this scene was very self-absorbed. She jumped right into her issue. She asked Molly to hook her up. Molly kind of against her will was like, sure, I'll ask that nigga Andrew. Then Molly went over to Andrew's crib, apologized, did all that shit. Issa called in the middle of the night. Molly go to the bathroom to take the call. Issa like, so did you ask that nigga? And Molly say, you know what? I didn't. And I don't think I will, nigga. Keep it a buck with you. I don't, I don't really think that I'm going to do that. Issa was like, why not? Mm, I don't really want to mix that part of my relationship. I ain't trying to mix my friend with my nigga. Period. Or I'm and my friend's business with right, my nigga. I'm not trying to take my friend with my boyfriend, mix them together. My friend's business with my boyfriend's business. That's four different variables. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that because yeah. what if this what if this goes awry, and now what? Yeah, no, I'm straight. Yeah, dog, I'm I'm cool on blending the two. This ain't really my thing, but the conversation Molly had with Issa in that bathroom, she should have had with her the first time they talked. Because I don't, you didn't say nothing that you ain't feel then, and because I feel like if you was gonna say that shit at the end of the day, you should have never took committed. Did she say oh, so? You picking him over me? No, no, no. She, I think she hit her with like a, like a. Oh, that's what's up. Like one of them Issa type. Um, I'm a. You know what? Do you girl? Because I'm at get this particular phone. point, um, I do. I I gotta pick. A, I got. I have to pick a relationship at at the very least to start over you. Yeah. To give it a chance. And here's the thing, Issa don't realize she picked Condola over my again when Condola was the person she needed to help her. In the moment of building this, that was the whole reason that Molly had an issue from episode one when Issa was saying, yo, and I have to Molly give big her fucking business. I have to give thanks to the person who's helped me out the most in my life. If it weren't for her, I wouldn't be able to do this. Condola and Molly face turned to fuck up like Molly, you ain't do shit. You ain't do shit related to this. But Molly wants credit 
for all the help I've provided you in our adult lives, nigga. I need, nope. I've been the friend and who gave you money and couches. She tried to bring Molly on to the friendship with Condola and she didn't want it. Molly rejected it. Oh, hey, but all that said, um, Molly ain't help out. I saw a lot of people saying that Molly could have helped her and Molly, I don't have to. I don't have to put your business in my relationship. Now, could Molly have maybe reviewed her contract or some shit like that? Sure, if she wanted to, but she don't have to. Because up until this point, you ain't came to me for no help related to this uh, block party. Well, let me take that back. Let me take that back. I'm going to give Issa some credit. Here's why Issa didn't come to Molly for no help. Because when Issa first mentioned having a block party to Molly and Kelly last season, they laughed at her, nigga. You remember that shit? They laughed at her. They laughed at the name, all that shit. So once I get it off the ground without y'all. y'all didn't want me. Now I'm hot hoes all on. Hey, but on the flip side, Issa, you ain't needed me. You ain't asked me for shit up until this point. Now your headliner backs out and Condola, who's been helping you, she ain't fucking with you. So now all of a sudden you want me to try to have my nigga secure you a headliner. Nah, that ain't how this works, dog. So... We gonna see, man. Next week, we see on the preview that the block party goes off. I didn't watch the preview. Yeah, the preview. They had a block party next week. That's that episode. So I'm hoping that once we get the block party, we get like a current day back to the because we got after next week. That's five. So we got five episodes left. So I'm hoping that I right, next week brings us to current we, day. We sure we got ten episodes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So. We get uh we get to next week it's the block party. I'm hoping we get to the point where Issa says, I don't fuck with that bitch. So we can figure out what was the thing that set it off. Oh, there was also a Nathan call. Oh, Nathan show did reach out and left her a voicemail. Yeah. Hey, uh her Andrew told me you getting that block party. That's what's up. That's dope. Where the pussy at? Uh yeah, man. Call me back. I'm Nate. I'm glad that he called. I want to see him though. I want him to pop up. Like, be at the block party, be at... Because she can't stop you from coming to the block party. It's a block party, nigga. Pull up. Do something, dog. I want to see Nathan get back in the game, man. Oh, you know what would be dope? If Lawrence and Condola did break up, Lawrence tries to get back at Issa, but Nathan tries to get back at Issa. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. That sounds like the drama I need. But I don't want Lawrence and Condola to break up. I actually want to see that relationship through. Like, yeah. Cause I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it a whole hundred. I wanted to see more of him in Bank Bay. I get why he wasn't really trying to take her seriously. He started fucking with her a day after he broke up with his girl because she cheated on him. Like, I get it, but I really wanted to see mainly because I like Bank Bay and she was a good character. She was a good woman. I ain't gonna talk about her being fine and having body and shit. She just I liked how she treated that nigga. Like even before he was fucking with her. She was just cool. She complimented him, bigged him up, made the nigga feel good when he was down and shit. I like Bang Bear. Her energy was dope. But I hope him and Condola don't break up, man. Or at least give me another, give me like the full season. If they gonna break up, I want to see Condola on like four or five more episodes. But all that to say, great episode. Um, I think this is probably the best season, honestly, through four episodes since season one, dog. Uh, I don't know. I'm we'll, I'm we'll thoroughly enjoying this shit, man. Uh. I'm excited to see what next week brings at the block party. I want to see if it goes off without a hitch. We know it won't because it's Issa. Permanent fuck up no matter what goes on in life. Uh, hopefully it's a good episode, though. 
I hope we see Condola next week. Final thoughts on the episode. Um, I mean, I liked. It. I'm ready. I'm I'm tired of uh, everything brewing. I'm ready to see shit actually yeah. happen. I want to see this Tiffany Derrick shit really come to fruition. Like, I I actually want them to get into that bag. Like, tell me what the fuck. Reveal it somehow, nigga. I thought if you listen to me or seen me write this online uh, on my socials, I thought we was gonna get a brown skin baby. And that was going to be the tell, nigga. Like, wait, what? Who daughter is this? But that didn't happen. That baby is light as both of them. So yeah, now yeah. I'm yeah. I'm waiting on the next thing. But some got to, we wasn't planning this baby and then she got pregnant, nigga. That's clearly not his baby. I want them to explore that a little bit more. I hope we see Condola back next week. Till then, y'all let us know what y'all thought about the episode, the podcast. Write us Blackberry Letters at thisweekinculturepod.com. Thank you all for being, or I'm sorry, thisweekinculturepod at gmail.com. Thank you all for being patient uh, as we had to get our personal lives in order to come up in here. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. Download and stream this episode, This Week in Culture, episode 97. We out.